What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Trill Bro, dude, and I am back from vacation. I am back on my bullshit. Sam, we had a whole week off. What did well, you do during this week? You had a whole week off. Oh, I'd like to, th- I'd like to thank all the entrepreneur um, entrepreneurial people who helped me. Um, you know, hack. Um, you know, Trill Streamyard. I thank thank you to everybody for coming to the live streams where we. Um, we looked into. We watched. Uh, we watched uh, pretty much every controversial film. Um, I said a lot of things that were really crazy. Um, awesome. If you if you missed any of that, um, you know, check out Trill. I'm sure you got some feedback from the underdog people. Um, I'm sure they'll be in touch. But yeah, thank you to everybody for making that um, entire week um, just magical for me um, and getting in there. So welcome back, Trill. Um, Thank you so much. I was wondering why Rudman wouldn't respond to my text, but uh, yeah. that, I guess I guess I guess that that answers it. We've now now that we've lost our underdog sponsorship <laughs> due to Sam due to Sam uh, b- fucking streaming videos that Kyrie Irving sent him. Um, I just thought I just thought you know capital punishment, um, some of the ISIS beheadings. Like we needed to like just check some of that out. So you know, again, thanks to everyone for coming by the live streams um and yeah welcome back trill uh you know so thanks totally totally understandable uh thank you for holding down the fort while i was gone in colorado um as i was just telling you i went to a few different places in colorado and i just want to say we should abolish the denver nuggets for having an unfair advantage uh Mm -hmm. and i totally buy the mile high conspiracy I walked around Colorado and I, I look, I'm not the most in shape guy. You can tell just by looking at me, but you walk around in Colorado for an hour and you tell me that it's completely a fair and doesn't give them a massive competitive advantage when it comes to being out of breath, because I would walk down the street when we were in the mountains of Colorado and be down the breath. I can't imagine what it's like playing 40 minutes of a basketball game in there. Even Jimmy Butler couldn't do it. So I'm just saying abolish the Denver Nuggets, unfair advantages. Colorado is beautiful. I had a great time. I loved everywhere we visited. It was awesome, but we also should abolish the Denver Nuggets and strip their title. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to come out with it. This is a smoke screen by Trill. He was meeting with the Kroenke sports group um, to be bought off as a pro Jokic. Um, all of you who said that Trill is too pro Jokic and is on their yep. books, you were correct. You correctly sniffed this out. Trill was going to get the money. Um, I was offered some of the money, but I am ethical. Um, so I will not be, um, I will not be partaking of it. By the way, shout out to the fan, um, Colin in Fishtown. Colin in Fishtown, I hear you've reached out to another fan of the, po- of the podcast, Sam Sheehan. Um, so, yeah, uh, it is very interesting that me, me, Sam, the host of this podcast, and Sam Sheehan sound very similar. Um, so yeah, I've heard yeah it's that. wild. Yeah, yeah great, you great get that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> very good of him to reach out. I'm sure if you had known Sam Sheehan for eight years, you would recognize his voice if you ever heard it so um don't worry you're not uh one of the fucking stupidest people i've ever met in my life (laughs) Um, don't worry don't worry to him yeah i I heard i I, people always tell me that you 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 sound and act exactly like sam sheehan and i say no that's (laughs) sam nba baby secret is the (laughs) exactly the podcast podcast. yeah exactly exactly Exactly. totally 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 different uh so yeah anyway shout out to colin um you know reach out to sam and he's definitely not making fun of you online to thousands of people (laughs) (laughs) let's go
All right. Let's get into the underdog ad because Okay. We've got we an s- event. We have an event. We do have an event this upcoming mm-hmm. Tuesday. Uh at 7 p.m. we will be on playback, the Uniball playback. Mm-hmm. Uh possibly for the last time after Sam gets us canceled for saying <laughs> something during our fantasy football draft. We will be doing a live underdog fantasy football draft on playback where me, you, and eight guests slash top Patreon subscribers mm-hmm. draft fantasy football teams. We're only going to have 30 seconds to make our picks mm-hmm. because that is the uh, – it's either you have to do the long form, which is like an hour per pick, or 30 seconds per pick. So we're going to be picking on underdog really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Look, I'm into the NFL. I'm not quite on Bill Simmons' level when it comes to the fantasy football stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've done some some mild research, and we should have some fun. So check that out. That's going to be on Underdog. Uh, use the promo code SLOP, S-L-O-P, to get a $100 deposit match today. You still have an, another week to sign up. And to, before next Thursday, you could do a season-long fantasy draft on Underdog for uh, fantasy football. You obviously can also do week-by-week on there as well and then the nba stuff as well we've made our picks plenty of times on here they've actually added a few new people if you want to go on to the nba season portion of the pick them you can go on there now and you can pick uh for uh clint capella's rebounds and uh we've already made some picks on some some other guys on there so sign up for underdog if you have not already uh and join us for this upcoming tuesday's fantasy draft for the first ever Uniball fantasy football draft no, I will be um, personally me. I'm going to be um, drafting whatever Colts running back is up there because I know the Colts love to run and yep. whatever their RB one is, um, he's guaranteed to get a big season. So I'm I'm really going after you know just whoever is the number one Colts running back, and yeah. I'm never going to look back. Uh, yeah, yep. got a lot riding on this uh, fantasy football season. So uh, great strategy, always always a, a smart move to to get. Especially yeah. a workhorse like Jonathan Taylor, you know, yeah. who, who who has been on the record saying he wants to be a Colt for life. Right, right. And it's just like, you know, he's going to be he's going to be good, you know. So I'm just I'm really looking forward to that. Um, also, I think it's cool that we let all our biggest donors, um, you know, kind of be um, in the draft. So, you know, we will have, you know, the Rothschilds, um, the Bin Laden Construction Corporation, um, all all sorts of representatives from all of our top financial interests. Uh Really, uh, you know, looking forward to that. You, you might, you may have heard of some of these people at the uh, blowback podcast. Now you will see them drafting with us. That's here right. On, here um, next Tuesday, so don't miss it. Yeah, do not miss, do not miss uh, us with uh, Mark Cuban drafting <laughs> next, <laughs> next next week. He, he says he hates streams, but uh, he'll be on this one. So <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. He he will be. Uh, He'll be the shark of the draft, if you will. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do today is, you know, I wanted to talk about the Ben Simmons news. Awesome. Which we will get to eventually, but I'm very excited to do this exercise that was suggested by someone in the Unoball Discord. And I I think that this is a perfect time because the other day there was a... A, ra- a random ranking of NBA front offices. Mm-hmm. And if you saw the list, it made people on Twitter kind of lose their mind a little bit. Because of how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, the people were like, "Wow, they did this so celebrating." Perfectly. Yeah, they exactly. were like, "This is the best ranking that it's like ever been." That kind of settles it. So exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and as you know, uh, if if you need to have your memory jogged here, here's uh, Yahoo Sports top ten executives in the NBA, and we'll get to our list eventually. But mm-hmm. number one, Danny Ainge. Number two, Masai Ujiri. Number three, mm-hmm. Brian Wright. Number four, James Jones. Number five, Kevin Pritchard. Number six, Pat Riley. Number seven, Troy Weaver. Number eight, Kobe Altman. Number nine, Brad Stevens. And number 10, Zach Kleinman. Which, honestly, Perfect. I have... Yeah. yeah. When we do our tier ranking here, those will all obviously be the S and A tiers. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm glad they, uh, you know, correctly didn't bend to uh, Big Sam Presti and his, uh, you know, fraudulent uh, propping up. Um, he's one of the worst... Uh, GMs in the NBA. I think we all can understand that now. I mean, Oklahoma City hasn't made the playoffs in what three years, four years? Yeah, yeah. So probably the proof is in the-, in the pudding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the worst team in the NBA. Like, uh, yeah. you've also have all of these draft picks and yet no, have no, only have one guy on an All Star team. Yeah, like, it's not a good look. They drafted. Like with all these draft picks they have, and no, but no, no, no all star from those draft picks. So, honestly, let's land the plane, Sam Presti. Let's, you know, let's send in send in someone from the league front office to kind of rough him up a little bit. <laughs> and if he doesn't want to resign, then we'll. I, I, yeah. I just love to think about someone who's just randomly watching this podcast on YouTube and don't understand that we're being completely sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, like, wait, what? <laughs> they've already pounded out like nine comments telling us to uh, uh, do something um, that we can't take back. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, we, 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 we thought that was uh, very good. I, the the Masayu Ujiri at number two was awesome. That was I a, love that. That was a nice touch, but he's actually one of the first ones that we're going to be ranking in this tier ranking. So let's pull up the tier ranking right now, which is all 30. So I didn't put, since we won't know what half of the front office guys look like, I decided to not put their faces and I just pulled a random all 30 NBA teams Mm. on here. And I, can't believe that you, you, you can't pick out, uh, 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 (laughs) Mr. Winger our God emperor in a, in a lineup. Oh yeah. I definitely know what that man looks like. If Me I think too. about it, I probably know what like six or seven really look like. And most of them are just because they're famous. Like they're players. For other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, I know what James Jones looks like. I know what Danny Ainge looks like. Brad Stevens was a coach. So I know what he looks like. Yeah. Um, Masai, I know because he's like very famous, but actually, you know what? I could probably name a decent, I could probably pick out a decent amount. There's probably only a few I, but I also am another level of like, I don't know what Zach Kleinman looks like, but I, I know, know what Leon Rose looks like. And yeah, I, know I, what, know what Leon like. well, I know what Leon Rose looks like. Well, because everyone was shocked to find out what Leon Rose looked like. Because for, for a while, everyone didn't know that he was a white dude. <laughs> I was just going to say, I had no idea. I, I didn't know yeah. what I was picturing. Let me just put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that, that was, that was the big surprise when Leon Rose's uh, pictures started going around when he was hired by the Knicks, they were like, wait, Leon Rose is a white dude. I had no idea. Jesus. So that, and, and like you said, the majority of these guys, if I do know what they look like, it's because it's either for good reasons, like, uh, you know, they're one mm. of, they were a former player or or it's for bad reasons like i know that they made one of the worst trades in nba history um so 
Right now, we have our tiers up. We have the S tier, which is the obviously the super tier, number one. We have the A tier, the B tier, the C tier, the D tier, and the F tier. Instead of doing uh, our last thing where I got us into trouble and doing a double S. Um, yeah, the S plus tier. That yes, we, uh, S plus. I've just plus. added the F row because obviously we all know what that stands for. So yeah. fascism. Mm -hmm. um yes. which is the same as the double yeah. s tier exactly. um so mm -hmm. let's start with the milwaukee bucks and the way that i want to do this is i don't want to judge these front offices based on their entire tenure like i kind of want to mm -hmm. do what the dunked on guys do a little bit right okay where it is it's it is taking everything into account but it's also weighting recent performance okay so so like Yes, you should be you shouldn't be in the F row if you've been a good GM for most of your career. But if you've made some really bad moves over the last few years or you haven't really made any notable moves over the last few years, then I think that you should be docked more for that just because, you know, it's just like every like what have you done for me lately? So, I think that's the way we should approach this. Now, keep in mind John Horst is the GM of the Milwaukee Bucks, I have no idea what John Horst looks like. Apologies to John Horst. Mm -hmm. But he has been the GM of the Bucks for not as long as you would think. I believe he became the GM in 2017. So that was basically right at the same time that Giannis made his leap into superstardom, um, which, you know, at least partially can probably be a little bit attributed to some of the moves that they've made hiring mm -hmm. coach Budenholzer, Mike Budenholzer mm -hmm. and most recently firing him. Uh, horses won uh, NBA executive of the year in 2019. They also obviously won a championship in 2021. And the big notable move that he has made as Bucks GM is signing. Uh, the two notable moves are signing Brooke Lopez and trading for Drew holiday. Yeah. So, on this scale, where would you put put John Horst and the Bucks front office? I would put them at a C, um, just because, like, I, I mean, the Drew Holiday, like, a lot of their moves are necessary. I think the Brook Lopez was an unequivocal good, yes, and you know, but a lot of the 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 things that have made them good, like Chris Middleton and. Um, Giannis were the years and years ago, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I don't, I don't necessarily feel like they've killed it with like peripheral moves. Like Dante DiVincenzo, like they drafted him, but could not get that to work. Um, you know, they have the Grayson Allen thing, I, I think is a little more defensible than some of it. Um, they really have not hit on any of their late first round picks yet. And, you know, some of these guys take time to develop, you know, it's not easy to, just getting an NBA player late in the first round is a win, but sure. you know, we're talking about like how many years now, five or six years. Okay. Of so let's see since 2017, they have drafted Dante. So they don't even, he doesn't even get credit for the Malcolm Brogdon pick, which was 2016, who was a second yeah. round pick. So since 2017, they have drafted Dante DiVincenzo and Marjan Bochamp are essentially the only two that I can think of that are still, Rot I mean, I don't even know if Bochamp's going to be a rotation player. I assume he will be. Mm -hmm. But Bochamp and Dante are the only ones that you can kind of give him credit for when it comes to drafting. Now, recently, uh, 
they did sign uh, they, they they signed Ty Ty Washington, a move that I like, but you can't really judge it because he's still kind of a G League fringe NBA guy this mm-hmm. early in his career, and they signed him to a two way contract. So I'm not really going to read too much into that. But overall, the drafting record has been bad, and mm-hmm. they haven't even, if I remember correctly, they haven't even paid out the Drew Holiday picks yet. Or, or this was the first year that they were paying out the Drew Holiday picks. Yep. 2023 uh so so it's not like you can even have that excuse of like oh well you don't even have picks like they've had picks they've just whiffed on the majority of them and even dante was what the 18th pick in the draft he was late first but it wasn't like he was the 28th pick like he was closer to mid first a a lot of their other picks have been late though like the one that is you know like marjan like he was like um, 23 or 24 jordan nawara um yeah jordan nawara was the second round pick too if i remember correctly yeah Oh, okay. They don't. They haven't. To be fair, they haven't had a lot of picks, but yeah. their picks are almost always misses in terms of. I can pull up their. Let's pull up their draft yeah. record re- record right now. Okay. Uh, and I think. Well, so l- let's. Here's the other things though. Um, got Bobby Portis. I forget exactly what true. that trade was. Um, but he's no, they just signed him as a free agent, and that was oh, that was well, a win. Great. That's a huge win. So that's, that's, that's great. You know, just adding Bobby Portis, like um, that's a very like good move and getting Brooke Lopez again, kind of a coup to be honest, like that, that essentially got them a title. And that's, so that's, that's the other case I would make. Cause I, what we're saying right now would be like, well, then John Horst is D, but the thing is they won the title. And I think that winning the title also taking your team to very, from very good to winning the title is the hardest thing to do in the NBA. It's like so easy to go from being a bad team to like a 48 win team. It's way like people give a lot of guys credit for doing that. I feel like any, any guy who has any remote game sense could like do that. Like I think the real, the real King making in the NBA is taking a 48 win team and turning them into a true blue championship contender and he's he he's done that on his watch, you know. Like he had to pay a pretty steep price for Drew Holiday, but that was a gamble, and they won the title, you know. Like, and yep. they got Giannis to resign, and they've been one. They've been one of the two or three. Well, best for now, teams. for now, they got Giannis to resign. Yeah, I don't know true. if you. Yeah. I don't know if you heard the yeah. the article, but you know, Giannis might leave. Probably not, though. <laughs> they got him to resign the first time, though. Yes, which is really yes, and that was. Yeah, two years, three years after uh, he was hired and he clearly trusted the front office. You know, obviously it helps when you're getting generational wealth in addition to that, but certainly could have forced a trade or or got to free agency if he wanted to. Miami Um, Miami was lining up their ducks for him. Before. Yeah, and, the Bam. Know, oh, we were just talking about that. How ba- yeah. they almost they they only paid Bam out of bio uh, in that free agency because yeah. uh, they knew because they shared an agent a year before they paid uh, Bam and just extended him instead of doing what the Sixers are doing with Tyrese Maxey right now and not extending him, which yeah. could turn out to be a stupid move in a few years. But um, I do just want to point out a few other things. Basically, got George Hill for free from the Cavs. I don't know if you remember that. Now, look, he said some stupid signings too, but they're minimal stupid signings. DJ Augustine was a bad signing, but 
he got George Hill. Them that bad, no, though. like what was DJ honestly? A lot of these were no, minimum they, guys. They they flipped them, and yeah. he they ended up trading him for PJ Tucker, and like only had to give up a pick swap, I believe, in order to do that. They traded like fifteen spots or something in the draft yeah. in order to do that. And PJ Tucker was an important part of their championship team as well. Um, so so picked sign got George Hill for basically nothing. Got Eric Bledsoe. You know what's funny? I just looked at the Eric Bledsoe mm-hmm. trade. Mm-hmm. I just think that I just think that he, like I didn't know what they gave up I totally forgot they gave up Greg Monroe a second round pick and a late first that actually ended up becoming Desmond Bain <laughs> oh that's funny that was the pick that became which in which, most drafts the 30th pick in the draft is nothing yeah. like you, you can't, can't like, hold that against, against the yeah yeah, so that's that like is, saying when they give someone gives up a 16th, like the pick that gave up Brandon Podzemski saying like, well, you know, that could have been Giannis Tetsukumpo. Or better yet, when someone gives up a second round pick being like, oh, that could have been Jokic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or Jimmy Butler. At the end yeah, of the first exactly. It's yeah. so rare that these things actually happen. So I can't hold that against horse in the front office. So, mm-hmm. but on its face, giving up nothing and getting uh, you know, giving up one total first and bad salaries to get George Hill and Eric Bledsoe, who you then were able to flip for Drew Holiday. Like, I know they had to include draft picks in order to get Drew Holiday as well, but like you said, Drew's been up and down in the playoffs, but he's been an all-star on their team, helped them win a championship, made all defensive teams. Like, he is still an important part of their team, despite some of his flaws. I'm going to go with B here, I feel like. You think B? Okay, okay. I, 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 think, like B, I think it's close. They did win the title. I mean, the, like... They yeah. won the title, and draft-wise yeah. is the only thing that makes me feel like they're not... And, and once again, they haven't been in the most advantageous positions in the draft, yeah. But you would hope that you could walk away with a, a guy who at least gets a second contract in five years from your team, and you're not trading him for essentially nothing. They traded Dante DiVincenzo for Serge Ibaka. So, yeah. and he's the only guy that's really proven himself uh, of these guys that they've drafted. They've had some nice little margin pickups. Uh, and their free agency, they've actually done really good. And the trades, they've done pretty good. So I'm going to give them a B. I, th- I think the fact that... They have they Giannis as the old. What's that? They, they lost Carter, right? Javon Carter. Javon Carter signed with the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they got Javon Carter for free in the middle of a season as well. They signed him yeah. off of waivers. Uh, if they I got remember West correctly. Matthews the one year, and he was pretty yeah. good for them. Like you know, like I. Yeah. yeah they, they do okay. I mean, I wish they could. If they had recently not signing PJ Tucker, not being able to resign PJ Tucker, and him going to the Heat was kind of that. That was tough, especially yeah. considering like that, you know, that might've been the difference for them, you know, like they might've beat the Celtics if they had PJ Tucker and then, you know, the heat at him. So I, I don't know. The, the, I think B is fine. You know, I think Bucks fans would say that's too low. Like these guys kill it on signings. These guys do it. I think I'm thinking that's like a little too high given some of the other stuff, but I think that's probably about right. If we, I think that they inherited that. their two best players. This is ultimately right. what it comes down to me, for me. And then they made some nice trades and some nice signings. Yeah. But if you want to replenish and you want to keep this title window longer, you got to start hitting on your draft picks. Like you can't, you can't do the thing where you never get anything out of the draft and expect Giannis to sign another extension off of this. Yeah. Because when he gets into his thirties, like he's going to look around and be like, why have you not hit on these picks? So let's go with B for them for now. 
And we will move on to the Brooklyn mm. Nets, which Ooh. we've I've talked a lot about the Nets before. Uh, very up and down, one. I would yeah. say. Um, a brilliant rebuild from Sean Marks when he really had nothing to get a good competitive young playoff team, which they then turned around. They cashed their chips into Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and then eventually James Harden before that blew up. Uh, they still, you know, like if you're comparing it on its face, what they started with was very little to get where they did was impressive, even though it went to shit. And I think anyone in their position would have done the same thing. Like so it's easy for these boomer podcasters to be like, I would have tried to build a culture and I would have kept whatever. Yeah, and it's like, no, okay, you have two of the works. best players in the world want to sign with you. You're and you get them for nothing. You're going to do it. <laughs> if you're getting prime Kevin, like maybe slightly past prime, but like you're still, still MVP candidate, win healthy Kevin Durant, you just sign whoever he wants and yes. do whatever he wants. I'm sorry. Like that's yeah. how that works. You know, people saying like, Oh, you let like Kyrie hold you hostage. It's like, no, they weren't being held hostage by Kyrie. They're being held hostage by Kevin Durant whose guy was Kyrie Irving, and that's fine, you know. But, but So let, let's think about it this way, because we're starting with the Sean Marks thing, um, and, you know, we want to weigh more recent things. Let's think about, like, that rebuild and, like, what went out, like, what got sacrificed to build that core and then what the replenished stock looks like, because I think people will be surprised. They really didn't lose much, like, net, you know what I'm saying, like, in that like thing like jared allen goes out um uh you know they, they send all the picks obviously for harden but a lot of the value coming back was kevin durant and kyrie irving which it was essentially free so even with that like fucked up ben simmons james harden snafu that like ends up happening they still end up pretty much on the positive side of the like ledger like i don't think that they're are they worse off right now? Excuse me, than they were right before Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving showed up. Like the, I would say well, that they about have the same kind of team. Yeah, it's almost like they went back. They just have probably better personalities. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. like like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and whoever. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna be a, a play-in-ish <laughs> team. Uh, maybe on the on the fringes of that, and they're they're gonna have. They have more draft picks now, at, at the very least. They've, they've replenished the draft stock. They have some really enticing Suns picks. But at the same time, I do think you have to disc you have to discount a little bit just because I don't even know if it was Sean Marks' fault. We did this whole slop trial on Sean Marks like a year ago, yeah. and I kind of determined it was like uh, the large majority of the moves that they did that were bad seemed like they were doing them because KD wanted them to do them. Like... Yeah. Like I would have done the James Harden move, but they also they they were convinced to do that by Kevin Durant, probably at least in some capacity. Paul Millsap was a signing that Durant wanted. Uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, and that whole mess was a thing that he wanted. And then some of the fringe moves they made, like Bruce Brown, was really good. And mm-hmm. and a lot of the moves before, like. I have to give them credit for getting to a level of competency and I have to give them credit for being able to even survive the mess that was what happened with the Nets Yeah, and like still, um, still having a shot that year the Bucks did win the title and beat them despite the fact that they lost so many guys. 
I, I was just gonna say, like, like they had some of the worst luck you can like have. Yeah. But, like given like what happened. I mean, like it is you do get like a little bit of a horseshoe in your asshole, but from being like the New York team that like uh, lets you just get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving sure. just come sign with you. Like this would never happen yeah. if you were the Oklahoma City Thunder, for example, that right. Kevin Durant or, left. Right. Or the Kings, you know what I'm saying? The the Hornets, like, you yeah. know, the, the, you know, so it's not like they're, you know, uh I know nets the nets have had like traditionally very bad luck but i don't think like going forward i i don't think that's gonna like continue i mean they are in brooklyn they are in new york as like an yeah. nba team like I, I think you know it's not new jersey anymore so I, I i think you know i think it will like improve I, let me just throw one out there i thinking through this and thinking about what a, what an insane set of circumstances they had i might i might even give them a i mean they got nick claxton like they're you know? very good at drafting. Yeah, like they, you know, they got Mikhail Bridges and okay, Cam but, but Johnson. Let's, let's put aside the 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 Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson thing, okay? Because that was for Kevin Durant. We understand. Yeah. They got Nick Claxton in the second round. They got Jared Allen uh, with like the twentieth pick in the draft. They got Harris Levert, Levert. Um, they also found a bunch of guys off the scrap heap that were kind of, uh, you know maybe kind of their careers were going in the wrong direction and Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris. Yeah. Uh, they, they really are. They're good at the transaction thing. They're good at drafting. Mm -hmm. They're pretty good at trades. Although the Ben Simmons one for Harden, I mean, I guess their back was against the wall, but that's really the only mark against them. Yeah. The, the only mark against Sean Marks. Marks yeah. Folks. Uh, but I don't know. It's hard for me to give a team that has only won one playoff series that much credit, despite the fact that I think that a lot they've made a lot of good moves and maybe had some bad luck. Like they've won one playoff series. They've been to the playoffs three times. I know, but like, do we really think that like that that Nets team was like bad? Like, do we think that the twenty twenty what, what was no it? they were good nineteen Nets were twenty twenty one yeah twenty yeah twenty twenty one Nets were where like that that was a a poorly constructed team by Sean Marks like I don't think the Harden trade I think that it was like the I think it was the right move yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying I still think that was the right move even though it like didn't work out like you can't see the Kyrie vaccination thing and all the you, you, I, I don't know like I, boomers will say like you know this is what happens when you like hand the, the, your team over to the players I, yeah that was like such an insane set of circumstances that had like four things go wrong on top of the injuries like even like before the injury like the only team they only had their team for one playoff series and they destroyed the celtics who ever since then have been perennial now the celtics had injuries of their own but ever since then the celtics have been in the conference finals every year besides yeah that. so yeah I, I, and they annihilated them. Now, given, you know, this is Tristan Thompson Celtics. This is Evan Fournier Celtics. This is no Jalen Brown Celtics. But, you know, they still had Jason Tatum. They still had a healthy Rob Williams. They still had Marcus Smart. And they just destroyed them in, like, five games. And it, was like, really was not close. So, yeah, I mean, they probably win the title yeah. that year yeah. if they don't have injuries. So, it's I, just it's just funny to I, me that we're – how could we put the Nets above the Bucks when the Bucks? But the do, main do you think Sean Marks, if you gave Sean Marks Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> yeah, and Chris Middleton, do you think he would do a worse job than John? It's a good point. It's a good point. I, I don't point. think so. I really I, don't think so. I do think that 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 horse did a few things that were 
that were like low key smart, like the Brooke Lopez revamping. Yeah. Uh, like the... speaking of bad marks, but that's like his only other bad move was, but he even got good value for D'Angelo Russell. Like, you know, D'Angelo Russell was the Kevin Durant filler. So I guess I can't really, cause I was going to say the Brooke Lopez yeah. D'Angelo Russell. Was... Well, they could have just signed Kevin Durant regardless, but I think the idea, but I, I still defend the D'Lo trade a little bit mm-hmm. just cause I think that the, the nets were doing this upside thing where they were just trying to re they were trying to build up guys value. Yeah. And they did that with D'Lo. Like, D- like yeah. despite, like, D'Lo got a max contract after that. And right. no one would have ever expected that after his first year with the Lakers. So, yeah. uh, so I, I do think that I understand that move a little bit. Um, this has been the hardest front office job in the NBA. And the fact that Sean Marks didn't get fired, I think, tells you a lot of, like, about him. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think Sean Marks is a good GM. I, I think that, I think they were smart to not fire him and to like let him see this through and i think i think the nets are gonna be back to being like i don't think that playoffs that you rattled off i think three years from now they'll have like two more playoff wins like so the the, i think that they could make a big splash for like the guy that everyone was talking about for them was damian lillard but obviously they're not interested in him i think it's going to be donovan mitchell next year yeah um and i think then you're then you're might be cooking with some gas if you can get Donovan Mitchell and Mikael Bridges and kind of start cooking from there. But I can't really give them credit in advance, even though I like a lot of the picks that they have. Um, uh, let's just let's just settle on B for now. Okay. Do you think that's fair? I I I, we'll, I feel pretty we'll strongly re-evaluate. about A, but we can reevaluate. Yeah, right, we'll reevaluate. Yeah. All right. The New York Knicks are up next. This, is, this a, is a really tough one to yeah, evaluate. It's a really interesting one, yeah. Because there are very few front offices. Leon Rose was hired in 2019, right? I think. I think so, yeah. Let me see. I'll 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 fact check I, while you're talking. It was either 2019 or 2020. And I need to I need to figure this out because 2020. So it was during COVID. It was just before COVID. Leon Rose. Holy shit, hired, that's what he looks like. Sorry. I yeah. I told you. He looks like D'Onofrio Kingpin from fucking da- uh, Daredevil. <laughs> like, my Jessica. My, my, my Vanessa. Vanessa! Why is he that big? I, I was going to say, I, I thought that he he looks like a uh, a guest that Bill would have on his podcast. Yeah, but, he, really does. Uh, he, he really does look like uh, Dark Side Rosillo. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god! I, yeah. I, I didn't realize he's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. He's a Philadelphia guy. Let's he went go. to Temple. There we Let's go. go. Let's go. All, All right. right. All right, Leon Rose. Yeah, that's A tier right there. Boom. Let's go. Yeah, until you steal Joel Embiid. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, the Knicks are an interesting one. 2020 was when Rose was hired. So, he doesn't technically get credit for the Julius Randle signing. Because Julius Randle signed with them in 2019. Okay. So Julius Randle was 2019 since 2020. He extended Julius Randle though. He did extend Julius Randle. Yeah. <laughs> Which Who did he, make he, all he, NBA? I was going to say I, I, uh, the most confusing player in the NBA, a, Julius that's Randle. A, that's a great shorthand for the Leon Rose like era is didn't sign Julius Randle but extended him and it's like what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> is that bad? Is that good? Like yeah, we have no know. idea. Yeah. Uh, we were we were kind of killing him when he extended Randall, but that like 
Randall really doesn't make that much. Like Randall makes 25 a year, 26 a year. Like for an all NBA guy, like I know he's like a playoff, like hard playoff ceiling guy, but like you you get to the fucking playoffs every year now. Like Knicks fans, like this is like very like monkey's paw. Like, what do you want? Sure. Playoffs every year. It's like one finger (laughs) curling, you know, like, uh, all right, well, here you go. Like you, and they won a playoff series last year. They won a playoff series against Cleveland, who's a, who's a good team. Like, I mean, yeah. like, they were flawed, but they're good. Um, so you have you have the 2020 draft, which was... Barrett? No, 2019 was Barrett. Oh, so he doesn't... So he ducks the Barrett bullet, too. But he did, he did extend did, Barrett. Extend Barrett, okay. <laughs> Damn. So, so, so potentially dodging bullets also maybe signing questionable contracts. Yeah. Uh, 2020 was Emmanuel quickly in the late first. Great pick. Awesome pick. Earlier pick, though, was Obi Toppin, who they just traded for a second round pick, basically. But who was on the board, though? No, that was a great. Oh, was that Tyrese Halliburton? Oh, okay, yeah. Like they had guys that were on the board okay. there. Never, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of a lot of drafts when it's the seventh pick, you're like, oh, they shouldn't have. A lot of drafts like the seventh pick is like there, there's like two all stars left on the board and everybody else is mid. So I thought that pick sucked at the time. I'll be honest, yeah, Obi Toppin. I, I thought that the I Obi Toppin pick. Yeah. It was it was obvious that he was going to be at best a role player in the NBA. Um, he was a good college player, but he was also older. He was the most obvious pick for the Knicks because I believe he was signed to CAA who they have connections with because of Leon Rose and worldwide West who run the front office. And so the picks after Obi Toppin were Denny Avdia, Jalen Smith, Devin Vassell, Tyrese Halliburton, Kira Lewis, Aaron Neesmith, Cole Anthony, Isaiah Stewart, Poku, Josh Green, Sadiq Bay, Precious Achua, and Tyrese Maxey. It's not good, but it's also like not bad. Like outside of Halliburton, who were the other guys that they would have considered there? Halliburton is really the only guy that I think yeah. I remember like buzz around to the Knicks. Um, I would not have. I I liked a few guys. Like I liked Devin Vassell and Cole Anthony in this draft, yeah. but I also would not have drafted. Cole Anthony was getting buzzed there too, but I don't really think that he makes enough of a difference that like, you're like, Oh, how could you pick Obi Toppin over him? Halliburton and Vassell are the two guys that you can look at them and be like, all right, they, they were both projected to be top 10 guys and you had the chance to draft them and you took the guy Mm -hmm. that everyone kind of knew, but at the same time, they got Emmanuel quickly later. And then in the next draft, they got Quentin Grimes at the end of the first, which turned out Mm -hmm. to be a great pick. Yeah. And I like Deuce McBride quite a bit. He was a second round pick from them in that draft as well. So they've dra- like they've drafted when they've actually drafted later. They've drafted pretty well. Like they've they've gotten NBA guys. Uh, honestly, that's like the Knicks thing is like they when they actually have their draft picks, they actually draft pretty fucking well. Like all throughout their history, like Porzingis pick was pretty good. Like. For where it was. was well, they when- had a stretch where they didn't even get a first round pick that they extend. RJ was the first first round pick they extended since the nineties, I believe. But but like that was more just about like how fucking dumb the front office was. It wasn't like they didn't pick good players. Like I'm trying to remember, like they um no, their first round picks for a while were pretty bad, dude. Porzingis was really the only one in the middle of all of that. Remember Jordan, Jordan Hill? Yeah, Gallinari was a fine pick. Yeah, I was gonna say Gallinari. I remember he being just had like, injury like, issues. 
Yeah, and, they had, and then they, they traded him for Carmelo. They got Mozgov pretty late, who was like an NBA player, like a starting center for like a long time. Like they, they just didn't have like going back to the fucking and then the Phil Jackson years. They traded the Jamal Murray terrible. pick. Yeah, like I, I guess uh, Frankie Smokes was a bad pick, but yeah, they had some. I they had some like, bad picks. I still do like Frankie Smokes though. <laughs> let's go still, seventh so pick of the draft or sixth pick of the draft i believe I um, it was eighth, actually yeah okay yeah they yeah. always picked in that range which was kind of like the minefield yeah. of like oh uh, like uh, you could like it was a tough range five to ten for a few years um yeah. but yeah it's I, not I, a, it's not a good pick you know like it's yeah. definitely not a demerit but but the thing is like if you told me like but on the other side of the coin like if you take if you Kevin say, Knox another bad pick they uh, had a lot of bad picks dude that, I guess <laughs> this was true. before Leon Rose though to be fair this was none yeah. of this was Leon Rose yeah here's but here's what I would say I would say that um if you told me that you got uh, a six man of the year candidate in Emmanuel quickly and um out of the seventh spot and like you know, you had a guy that you flipped for a second round pick in Obi Toppin, and that's what you came away with in that draft. That's pretty good, you know, return. I would I would be fine with that if Tyrese Halliburton wasn't on the board. And but everyone we, thought he was going to be a top 10 pick. And, and all those teams like, stupidly passed on him. I don't know. Like, like I think the Kelly Olynyk pick was fine by the Celtics, even though Giannis was still on the board, because it's like everyone fucking passed on Giannis. Like, sure. we, we, were, we weren't, like, connected to him, and, like, you know, like we could have had Bebe Noguera or, uh, you know, even like Schroeder, like other guys from that class. So I don't know. I don't I'm not going to kill them for that. It wasn't good. I uh, will say that it was not a good it was not a master class, you know. So but, you know, they've done well in the end of the first round was was did Leon do the Porzingis trade? No, that was before him. That was before him. OK, so yeah, that was 2019. Yeah. And we're also leaving out their best. The best thing they've ever done. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, yeah. So, so Jalen Brunson signing was an absolute home run. That's like the best free agent move of like the last five years, I think. Yeah, that was a really, really good move. So that's, uh, yeah, I was going to say the last three years at least. Yeah. Um, so Jalen Brunson signing. Oh, this is I have a tough time with this. Yeah. That, I think I, I'm, I'm inclined to think B tier for them too. <laughs> Be honest, everyone's like, just gonna be a B tier. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right, let's go B tier for for well, now. For it, now. For now. And they've done better recently. Because that's the other thing. Like a lot of their bad stuff is older, you know, yes. versus some of these other teams. Like the Bucks have been weaker recently. And and like the, the case for having the Nets in the B tier is they've been bad or recently. Like, you yeah. know, so yeah, the Knicks have the Knicks have made some Knicks nice moves. They're, they're trending in the right direction. Right, they're preparing themselves nicely for a potential star trade in yeah. the, in the coming uh, days. So, or coming coming years, I should say. Um, okay, Bird, Birdman hand rub about the next. Uh, Let's go next team, the Toronto Raptors. So, I mean, you don't. We talk about the Raptors plenty on this podcast. All right, so if we're waiting it for recency stuff, D, what have they done? What what have they done well recently? Getting Scotty Barnes at four, even with him coming yeah. back, no, down that's to a Earth good pick. Is, is a good pick. That's yeah. a really good pick. And everyone, including yeah. me, clowned them at the time, yeah. and still a good pick. Still a Scottie, great pick. Scotty at four is very good. Um, 
What did they end up? Uh, Gary Trent, who they traded what? Norm, Norm Powell, Powell for Gary Trent Gary was Trent. a good trade. Yeah, that was that good. was like four years ago now, three years ago now. But that's two. You know, that was two years ago. Oh, two years ago. So yeah, that's like you know that's pretty 20, recent. Two or three years ago. Yeah, it was like twenty twenty, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of the and and then you know, Masai does have a pretty unimpeachable record. Um, if you go back like further than three years ago, there's sure. a lot of really good stuff to, to yeah. like pick through like Pascal Siakam, excellent second round pick. Um, he was Fred a late, Van, first, or, or late first. I OG, mean, sorry. Fred Van Fleet undrafted OG mid to late first. first yeah. Um, uh, the, the, one of the ballsiest trades of all time that actually got a title Kawhi. Kawhi. I give Masai a ton of fucking credit for that. That's like still one of like the most impressive GM moves. And like as much as I, hate Masai for destroying like slop season every year. Like sure. that is like one of the most like impressive. I-, I think that's like such an impressive accomplishment to like have the balls to make that call and to like win a title. Like the fact that it went as bad as it kind of could have gone. I mean, I guess he was healthy. It was like the only other thing that could have gone worse with that, but like he left <laughs> and nobody yeah. really blames him, you know, like, you know, it's not like, and it's not like the Raptors fell the relevance. They were the two seed the next year, I think. And beyond that, they have, they also traded for Serge Ibaka. They traded Terrence Ross for Serge Ibaka, which was a great trade. Mm-hmm. They traded Jonas Valanciunas, who was actually pretty good for them. And they traded him for Marcus Saul, which turned out to be another kind of final piece move. Yeah. Up until about 2019, 2020, like you said, pretty amazing moves all around. They Since would be, then, they they've would be, made about one or two good moves. Yeah, I was going to say, they would be like clearly S-tier. Like like just great drafting, great trades, like yeah. building a contender on the fly, cutting cutting ties with guys at the right time, bringing in good like they, they were like the model of a good front office like for like pretty much from like, uh, you know, yeah, I'd say like 20 like 17 to 2019 was like their heyday. Um, yeah. And, and now they have Malachi Flynn was their 2020 pick. Delano um, Banton of Boston Celtics fame. Yeah. Second round pick in 2021, 2022. Did they even No, They haven't had their first round pick the last two drafts I, they, because they the traded problem? it for Thad Young and uh, for Jakob Pertle. Um I thought they got did they second make- round pick. Coloco was a second round pick too, huh? In 2020, okay. 2020. They did get Precious, Precious Achua, I think, was a first round pick. And like, he was. Like, they traded. They traded Kyle they Lowry, Lowry for him. For him. Yeah. So like, he's technically a first round pick, but there's just like not a lot of talent, like yeah. young talent outside of Scotty Barnes, who is yep. like their, you know, big crown jewel for coming in. And then we've talked about this ad nauseum. I think the way they've done business with their forwards and their front court has been. Uh, borderline criminal. I think yeah. it's really going to hurt them. Like, I think they played it too close to the vest. I mean, we'll see um, because I'm projecting, you know, like maybe, maybe they do get the big haul that they've been holding out for, for an expiring OG Ananobi. I'm not going to hold sure. my breath. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hold Pascal my Siakam too. I mean, he yeah. also is up for an extension and they have not come to any sort of agreement they just lost fred van fleet and kyle lowry within three seasons now look lowry and van fleet's contracts might just end up being things that they didn't want but they got nothing for them except for precious achua so what what kind of trade value is gary trent gonna have at the trade deadline like he's also a guy 
He's, he's also a guy that they said that he opted in and they were going to extend and they just didn't come to an extension agreement. Like Chris Haynes tweeted and was like, he's going to get a bag and then he just never did. So I don't really know what to make of all like the, the Raptors real crime over the past few years has been their complete inactivity. And when they do make a move, it always feels like, an illogical overpay or a let's trade a first round pick to get Jakob Pertl and then give him a decent sized contract, but then also lose Fred Van Fleet at the same time. So are we competing or are we rebuilding or they're also like actively pissing off their older guys like Siakam and, you know, to, I say old, but you know, Ananobi is older, you know, 25. he's like, what, 28. Oh no. He's, he's 25. He's, younger than he's still 25. Yeah. He's still 25. But I'm telling you, the leap's coming, dude. Come on. But he's, but the, I guess the point is he's not coming back. Like is, do we think OG Ananobi is going to be on the Raptors next year? I don't know. I couldn't I, tell you. I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Like, no. I mean, I guess though, who has cap space, but I, I don't know. Um, So I, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to see how it plays out. I, it seems to me like they're they have not picked a direction. I think it's gonna fuck them pretty bad. I, I don't. I think they needed to rip the bandaid off last season and build around Scotty Barnes and trade Siakam and OG, and they didn't do it. And I think they could have got a real haul. They could have got like the Marcus Smart package for OG and Anobi, um, and you know probably got pretty good young players also yeah. like back. Like they probably could have got uh, I don't know. Conchar, Ravier, like well, they could have gotten three first round picks, is what I think. Yeah, like they, they probably at a minimum could have gotten three first round picks from the Grizzlies, and then uh, then they would have been searching forever for OG Ananobi, as they've said. Uh, but like, I don't know, like, he's just not a player that you can like wait you you can wait on for this long and still either expect to get massive trade value back. I think they're probably just going to end up having to overpay him to keep him because they've lost everyone else and potentially could lose Siakam a year from now too. So I, I don't know I, if we're going based on recency bias, you do have to consider the whole thing as like a scope, like of everything. But if we're going based on the last three years, they've been like a, a D or an F They've been and, an F the last three years. Yeah, I I, I want to put them in D, even knowing that they were an S tier like three years ago, because they've been bad. They've been really bad for three years. All like, right, let's put them in D tier for now. Okay. I I would probably make the argument for C, just because I do think that you have to consider that they did win a title and Masai. I know it's been four years. I guess but they like, did win a title. Let's put them in C tier because okay. I will consider that. But a year from now, I could see them in D or, D or F as they move. For, like you said, I think one of the things you've said before is if you think someone's in a, in a flawless GM, they just haven't been a GM long enough. Yeah. And yeah. Masai yeah. is the perfect example of that. Yes. It's like <laughs> yeah. he is the perfect example of someone who might have outstayed, whether it's him or Bobby Weaver, that front office might have kind of outstayed or outthought their their welcome uh, and made a bunch of bad moves back to back to back, basically. Ever since the Scotty Barnes move, they've just made a bunch of incredibly weird and and smartest guy in the room decisions that just don't make any sense. Well, but if you consider they have a brandy sifter going and they're just, you know, swirling it and they're chuckling. They're bemused at how befuddled they have the lead. <laughs> I, I, I loved that. That was so fucking awesome. Befuddled. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they're, they've really wrong-footed the whole league. I love yep. that. I was like, ooh, ooh. Everyone, everyone's calling us stupid. We have them right where we want them. 
Like, oh, you, you might just be stupid. They got, got us trying. They got the rest of the league trying to find a balance. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. That one was actually harder than I thought because, man, they really were the gold standard for like the like 2017 to 2019. They, they were say, they were the best front office. I think, yeah, I was going to say yeah. there was a stretch where they were they were goaded. Yeah. I honestly think that something had to have changed. Whether it's like Masai isn't as involved in basketball decisions, or someone else there has a bigger voice. Mm-hmm. I think that there's no way that this and like like you said, after a while, like you can have bad runs. Any front office can have bad runs. Yeah. Any front office can have good runs, but it, it it's just hard for me to believe that you went from being like making every right move for like three years to making like every wrong yeah, move. No. I guess what's <laughs> shocking is it's like, God damn, are you guys the kings? Like, yeah, it's weird. Bad young for a first round pick is really fucking bad, man. Like, that's really fucking bad. Yeah. Like he's like barely an NBA player when you made that trade. Yeah, like, that was like he cool. he was at the time a seventh man and he's now like a tenth man. Yeah, like it's know. it's very I, strange. I don't. Yeah. I think you're being a little. I, I I think you're being a little kind. Like I don't know. I thought that Young was pretty. I thought I, he was kind of a good stats, bad team guy. Like I get that. Like he was still a good guy on the Pacers, but like sure. he wasn't that? on the Pacers. He was on the Spurs. Oh, that's right. The yeah, Spurs have. Back-to-back years, the Spurs got first-round picks from the yeah. Raptors at the deadline. Maybe just, this is them, like, making up for... I mean, I guess front offices do like to do business with you. This is them, like, paying yeah. some sort of, like, tax for, like, the Hawaii deal. <laughs> like, Hawaii like, thing. Yeah, They're yeah. still paying I, back their debt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, thank you for the right. championship. You, you've got to just do two moves down the road for us that we just say you're doing. So. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Shit. Oh fuck! Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe that is just fucking is what happened. So Brian Wright, I believe, is the guy who's running the. Sh- is he the one that's running the show with the Spurs? I think he is. I think so. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. He's just holding them fucking hostage. Like you told us yeah. in 2018 when we made yeah. that trade. It's pay it's up, so, buddy. It's so funny. The Spurs are like the fucking Borg from Star Trek. Like, there's always like a different name like running the show there. Yeah, like, I. Like, I yeah, RJ, like, wasn't it like R.C. Buford yeah, or something? He's still there. They had that yeah. whole thing about his lucky chair when they got Wimbenyama. Like, yeah. Zach Lowe told that whole story and like Pop's still there. So yeah. it's like it's more just like who's the guy they 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 have like a very shadow GM. Like they have the Mike Zarin thing in Boston going like right now, like where they're there's like there's a guy who's technically in charge, but he's like a little bit of a, a dude. Right. Oh, sorry. I, I have to present uh what okay. I, I if you're listening, I apologize, but this is what RC Buford looks like. Hold on. <laughs> this guy oh is running laps around the league right here. He, he was I, this this dude was dominating the world. <laughs> he I, only has a top row of teeth, and he was <laughs> running the NBA for like two decades. He's like um you know, he looks like so. It's funny. You see the younger picture of RC Buford, and he kind of looks like a, a older California dad. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then he now, and then he like morphed into like a Texas dad, <laughs> like like a Texas suburb dad. Like he's got the 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 part um and the like the the um bottomless uh, glasses, the glasses that have the phrase yeah. top but not on the bottom, and then the uh, just the white white teeth and a lot of forehead. Yeah, um, and a lot of gray. Like he, yeah. he looks He's like, turning into a King of the Hill character. He really does. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. He looks like a King of the Hill character, which is awesome. Shout out to RC Buford, uh, uh, another guy who was, uh, you know, r- yeah, running laps around the league. The, yeah, Masai. He was 
he's probably in the pantheon of like all time great NBA GMs by just like straight up by just not hating European guys, but just like not being yeah, like, just not yeah. being xenophobic. Okay, and being, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the way the way he got around that. Speaking uh, of uh, xenophobic freaks who are too old and have been in the league too Danny long. Danny Ainge. The Utah yeah, Town. let's go. Isn't Nobody, it like not technically Danny Ainge either? This is another situation. It's Danny it's Ainge. Like, Come on. Yeah, he is the best. It's just like Maury. He's the president of basketball operations, but he yeah. runs the show. He runs the show. Uh, but I, I just want to say, I, uh, you, were, you were just talking about him – uh, R.C. Buford not being like xenophobic and drafting like Manu Ginobili, for example. Yeah. And it reminded me of like, yeah, I understand wanting to avoid drafting Europeans who live in Argentina, um, you know, because mm. of the association. I right. was watching the I've been rewatching when I was in Colorado on vacation during our downtime. We would just turn on the TV and the office was on a lot. Uh-huh, there, yep. was, there was an episode of of the office where I completely missed a joke that had happened years ago this month. I think this was season four and Dwight was talking about his German relatives who lived in Argentina. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I was like, what the fuck? I was like, how is this joke? Like how did, first off, how did I miss that joke uh, years ago? Second off, that was on NBC. Well, it was before Twitter. Like a lot of these jokes, like a lot of the, like, you like learn a lot of this stuff because you have to like figure out ways to like call people Nazis without like knowing it. So you, right. you like Twitter, like you like learn all the like way like oh I bet you Words. have like ger- German family in Argentina. Like, right, you know, right, yeah. right, right. You don't yeah. learn the pop culture signifiers because I, I think I missed that too, which is very funny. Yeah, that <laughs> like, was uh that 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 was that blew my mind that I somehow missed this. But obviously back in the late two thousands, yeah, we wouldn't have even thought of that joke. Like yeah. that joke Twitter goes. Was- Twitter, I don't think was up yet. It was. A, it was. I think season four was around the time that Twitter started to pop off. It was like two thousand nine, yeah. okay. uh, but, but yeah, it certainly wasn't nearly as culturally influential as it is now. No, people were still doing like fave star style of tweets. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Nobody, nobody was. It wasn't. It wasn't a uh, a platform for gang stalking and harassing people that it's turned into today. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I saw people on Twitter saying the other day that like Lil Wayne would have been canceled for some of the lines he had back in the mid two thousands because he did have some really, but also like, yeah. I don't know, like like. Lil Wayne's brain was fried by lean in the mid yeah. Like he literally would just carry a cup around of lean with him everywhere he went. And when they would ask him what he was drinking, he would say, don't worry about it. It's my, it, what's in my cup. It's my cup. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't think people on Twitter would have uh, successfully canceled Lil Wayne when, uh, you know, people do much, much worse things nowadays. I mean, Mm-hmm. 1975 Maddie, whatever his name is. Maddie, yeah. They're they they're trying, but they can't cancel. He's the uncancelable yeah. man. Yeah, I was gonna say he's uh that's the power of going on the Adam Friedland show. You become uncancelable. I was gonna oh. say that's the power of uh dating Taylor Swift. That's true. Yeah, people okay. Swifties Swifties hate being politically correct. <laughs> Yeah. No, we, we I've never seen people. Remember when they they wanted to put him under? Do you see what the Swifties were all signing a change uh, dot org? <laughs> no one would say to, to put her under conservatorship because she was <laughs> putting a, a startling lack of judgment by dating Matt Ilya. I was like, this is awesome. Let's go. 
treat her like she's Britney Spears. Didn't we, didn't yeah. we just get Britney Spears out of her conservatorship? Yeah, like, didn't we realize that was fucked up? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I mean, and we're also learning from this uh, Michael Ower story, the blind side, that conservatorships, oh, conservatorships are just exploiting people for yeah. personal wealth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, the who, last she, she got away know? from Scooter Braun. We we don't want to bring her back. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. By the way, uh, let's just point out we're almost an hour in and we've gotten four teams done. I, I know. Yeah, this is gonna be two hours. This is least, a two so. hour. This is a two-parter. Two, yeah, let's we'll, go. we'll be back we'll two back in on uh Sunday for our uh, us finishing this off. Let's go. Um all right, Utah Jazz. The Mormons. God, I hate it. I hate to say I want to give it to Yeah, he's at least A. Yeah. So far for what he's done, it, it's hard because I, I don't want to get I, – I feel like I'm getting too asset-brained because, like, we've always talked about it's easier to tear down a team and get a bunch yes. of picks. But, but they also, were good. Like, they were good last year, though. And the Gobert trade is an all-time fleecing. Yes. On, and the, the way, Mitchell trade was much better value than we had anticipated at the time. Gosh. That's what I was going to say. By the way, like the Mitchell trade might be like a pretty good trade too. Like, you know, like he might not be, I don't know. Like I'm starting to like, I was a huge Donovan Mitchell defender because like, it, it was like way funnier to like dunk on Rudy Gobert and like sure. all the, all the stat nerds people that I, I find uh, revolting, like were defending Rudy Gobert. So I'm obviously going to take the opposite position. But they might have been cooking, pointing out that like you know Donovan Mitchell has a hand in this, and like the them losing in five to the Knicks, like with a, uh, I think what was clearly a more talented team than what the Knicks had. Yeah, like that's a little fucked up. I'm not gonna lie, that was a little fucked up. Like Mitchell's second straight playoffs, where you're like, I thought this guy was a playoff killer, and he's actually yeah. kind of been not great. Um. And, you know, you get Walker. I mean, like, did they – was the Walker-Kessler pick – because I, I think the trade was – it was a draft night trade, right? Or was it Yeah, not? it was Minnesota traded uh, – they drafted Walker-Kessler and then later traded him in the Rudy Gobert trade, like a what, week later. Okay, well, because that was what I was going to ask. Do we think Danny Ainge made that Walker-Kessler pick, or do we think Minnesota made the pick and Danny Ainge was just like, I want that guy in the trade? I think that was probably it, but you still yeah. had to get the right – I mean, it's weird because I remember at the time people making fun of Minnesota for not wanting to give up Jaden McDaniels, mm -hmm. but Jaden McDaniels is like really fucking good. So like, I guess he was just like, I'll take whatever else I can get, which is Walker Kessler. I mean, look, if he really pointed out the Walker Kessler pick, uh, and, and knew, and they knew that they liked Walker Kessler, which is why they selected him. Then that's a that's a feather in his cap. Walker Kessler was really good as a rookie. Um, Oshia Oshia Baji has been better than I thought. Um, you know, you they've like the other. I mean, the biggest thing is is hiring Will Hardy. But the Oshia Baji thing was was kind of I think similar to the Kessler thing where they were just like just give us any good young well, player you have. That's what I'm saying. But they could have had the other. I mean, I think they picked the right young Cavs guy. I guess is what I'm saying. Like instead of a Coro, more of a yeah, instead of a Coro or. Um, or Dean Wade or, you know, sure. whoever else they were going to, you know, um, I think Dylan Windler was on the team yet th at that point. Like, you know, like, so there's like, you know, they at least got a shot, a guy who has a shot at being like a legit rotation player. And yeah. Um, 
and Laurie was obviously the key of that trade, even though I think he might regress a little bit this year. But yeah, hiring Will Hardy, um, you know, the Bojan Bogdanovich for Kelly Olenek trade. I didn't like it at the time, but it's turned out fine. John Collins, they got him for free. For free, yeah. yeah like, by just yeah. using their cap space. Uh, Can't argue with that. Like, I mean, you know, like hiring Will Hardy to like unlock like marketing, like, yeah, you know, like I... I, 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 that's kind of an incomplete because I want to see what they do. Like, do they trade marketing before everyone figures out that's a little, because I, I think that's a little, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, you know, like I, I, you know, I don't think, you know, Danny Ainge, I can tell you right now though, as a, a Celtics fan, I know the roster they have right now, half of the roster right now will not be on the team at the end of the year. Danny Ainge loves doing middle season trades and yep roster churn and like doing the fucking paperclip trade thing where it's like trade a paperclip for an egg trade an egg for a loaf of bread trade a loaf of bread to for you know something and you're you're trading your paperclip for a ferrari eventually he does that shit all the time so like i i, I think a is probably right I, yeah i don't want to get like he stockpiled the so. picks also like it seems like they draft really well if they at least had some input on the walker kessler thing they got John Collins for free. Keontae George seems like a home run. Yeah. Uh, Bryce Sensible, I, I like taking a flyer on him at the end of the first. Like, I just, I think that they kind of are are making all of the right moves so far. Like, yeah, we, we only have like a year of sample size, right? Like, we have a little like over a year. Yeah, yeah, but it's like barely. Yeah. And it, they've been really good. I mean, the, the Will Hardy, man. Yeah. Talking about a sliding doors moment, man. Like, ugh, fucking stuck with Joe, Joe fucking Missoula. Like, mm, yeah, that hurts. That one really hurts. I gotta say. <laughs> Still, as as D Bronx is putting on the comments, the Utah yeah. Lakers trade also aged pretty well. A juicy first potentially for two guys who couldn't hang in the playoffs, who in Beasley and Vanderbilt. And at the time, we were like, "Why are they doing this?" And also, D'Lo was involved in that trade. They didn't want D'Lo. They flipped him to the Lakers and D'Lo is not that good. Like, I mean, yeah. like, like all things considered, they, this was a trade I didn't like at the time they took on the Russell Westbrook contract, but they, they, and they, they, they got a first and like a potentially decent first years from now. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the only thing you could really construe as like negative is I guess they didn't No, Well, they kind of did have to the Colin Sexton extension, like sign and trade, but like, I, it's not, I mean, that trade, the you ultimately ended up getting picks in that trade, and sure. I think we needed that to make the money work, if I remember correctly. So yeah, you know, like they I, did I, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, and it's not the end of the world. What does he make? Like twenty million or something like that? Or? He makes like fifteen million. I think. Oh, I don't 15, even think. He... I guess that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. It's different, different world. So yeah, a I think a for now. You know, again, we only have a year of sample size. They could totally fuck it up. <laughs> you yeah. know, next year. But Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge also probably gets a little bit of a, you know, a legacy I mean, bump. A legacy well. bump, you know, like things people were say that Danny Ainge was doing a bad job at the end of the, you know, coping Celtics fans who are going insane for Brad Stevens. Like, but he was really good for a long time. And yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll put them in the A tier. The Houston Rockets were only on team five or six, uh, six right now. The Houston Rockets, I mean, D. Okay, so let me put it like this. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think that 
in two years from now, they have the most upward mobility of a front office we think sucks right now. That if any of the random collection of young guys really pops off, they could be like, remember when we looked at the Cavs before the, just before the Mobley pick and Garland hadn't made his leap yet. Yeah. And like, there was so many things that it felt like we're going wrong for them. And yeah, they made maybe one or nice two moves, but we were like, are they going to get fired? And then one, and then Garland makes a leap. Mobley's great as a rookie. Jared Allen's uh, really good. And, and all of a yeah, sudden. They steal Jared Allen for yeah. no reason. Yeah. And all of a sudden you go, wow, they're that actually, they, they've been doing a decent job. So I could see the Rockets being like that if any of these young guys take leaps. And like drafting wise, I actually think they do really well at the end of the first, mid first, getting Shangoon and Tari Eason and, and guys like that. Kim Whitmore this past year, but it really only matters if if one of those guys turns out to be like a star star. They also just gave, and I don't know also, if they are. They're also one of the only cap space player teams, and they just gave Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks and Dylan Brooks million, yeah, yeah 50, 60 million dollars, 60 million combined for those two. Like. like and, like, if you're the Kings, I don't penalize you as hard. You're one of the teams that can sign people. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you're, you're the taxless team. Like, Houston is, like, a very fun city. James Harden still fucking wants to go back there. Yeah. Like, you know, they signed later. Dwight Howard in free agency the one See, year. Yeah. They, they got Chris Paul via basically signed in trade. It was an opt-in in trade. Like, it's like, not like players hate Houston. Like, players yeah. like Houston. Players like Houston. Like, yeah. and, and, like, there's, like, five – there's, like, four to five of those teams that are, like, real fucking players, and you – you fucked it. Like, like just because you have this fucking timeline, like, you know, like, I don't know. I think that on its face is like pretty bad. And like, uh, uh, still uh, even Shangun and like even Tari, a lot of these young guys are pretty hypothetical still. Yeah. Like, I mean, they've been good yeah. though. Like for, for their good. age. Yeah. Like they're on the right trajectory, but it's still not like, you know, yeah. I'm not going to be shut. If you tell me none of these guys, they have like, no sure things. All, you're, you're right. Yes. Right. It's, you know, yes. like I just, you know, I, it's a long time to be bad with nothing. And the fact is that you still, and you owe picks too. And like, the, I mean, I guess that wasn't their fault, but like, yeah, they inherited know, that from Maury. Uh, yeah. Cause, Maury. cause this was 2020 to now is basically what we're judging them on. And yeah. until look, uh, like you said, everything's hypothetical. This could look bad in a year or two, but for as what we know right now, yeah. you kind of, and, and you can project a little bit. Like, I think, I think like between Jalen green, Amen, Cam Whitmore, Tari, Jabari, and Shangun, you're going to have one or two guys that are probably going to be pretty good. But for right now, most of those picks, like Jabari was the third pick of the draft. Jalen was the third pick of the draft. Amen was the fourth pick of the draft. Like those are picks that you kind of, they were kind of, or Jalen was the second pick. They were kind of shoe-in type picks. Like they were kind of mm -hmm. just like, like, you know, I don't, I can't really give a front office a ton of credit for just taking the guy who was there. <laughs> so yeah. like, like the later picks is what impresses me more with this front office, just because like I said, like getting Shangun who could potentially be an all-star and like Tari, who could be a really good role player in the middle of the first is incredible value. Potentially Cam Whitmore too. But like for now, I think we got to keep it in the, at, and yeah. in the d tier like yeah. i would say yeah, not complete only, f but a, a d 
the only like quote unquote like good move like like maybe might be like hiring Ime Udoka who's like a good coach but he also like might be a bad guy <laughs> yeah yeah so like you know even that has like a little bit of you know uh you know up and down there so yeah I think D is the right place for this Rockets team and I, I think honestly I think it could end up in F tier Th- though to your point it could also end up they could also end up moving up, you know, like yeah. we could be back here in two years. Like, oh, that, Raphael Stone saves his job. They win 32 games this year and the young guys look really good. And two years from now, yeah. they're a competitive playoff team. If Jalen Green has like a Garland leap or something like that, sure. like things look a lot different. So, yeah. 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 Rookie. I have to constantly remind myself scoring rookie guards and wings are almost always bad to start their career. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is pretty much an exception. There are a few guys that are like exceptions to these rules, obviously. Yeah. But, that, Tatum, but but Tatum is Tatum's like a power forward. Like I, I'm talking yeah. more like the two three wings, like the okay. Zach Levines. The you yeah. know what I mean? Like even like Jalen Brown wasn't. Yeah, Jalen Brown was not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, okay, the New Orleans Pelicans. Another tough um, one. <laughs> another really tough one yeah i'm not giving him credit for the zion pick you got the number one pick in the draft congratulations that's um yeah. that's a gimme uh the 80 trade they got really good value out of brandon ingram's good uh, uh considering their leverage amazing value like yeah. amazing value like yeah. you got brandon ingram who i'm pretty sure is an all-star if he's not he like probably should have been at least one of these years he, he like, made the all-star team one year and he yeah. won most improved player yeah, like Brandon Ingram, like on its face, that's like pretty good value on top of like all these like insanely good like Lakers picks that sure they kind of you know. did blow the rest of that trade though. Like Lonzo but, uh, was gone yeah, within but, two years. But Josh Hart, they traded for CJ McCollum. Okay, yeah, that's that's the that's and they one. added a first round pick to that trade, I believe. Um, yeah, that's a, that's 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 a bad one. Well, that pick didn't McCollum. convey. They ended up using. But then, but then they made like the Trey Murphy pick was a good pick. Uh, we don't know with Dyson Daniels yet. We don't know with like Jordan Hawkins, who they got in this draft. I wasn't crazy they, about. They got him, Herb but, Jones in the second round. That's Herb Jones good. in the second round was good. Yeah. Um, the Drew Holiday trade on its face was good value for the picks. Yeah. But we don't really know what those picks are going to be, and this they kind of got duped in that trade because everyone thought that Giannis was potentially not re-signing and then he immediately re-signed uh after that trade was made given given recent news though they were so far in the future that it actually might end up it actually might end up that way you know what i'm saying like so yeah so i you know i it's hard because they've done like asset management pretty well and like jose alvarado was a really good you know that's a rotation player like flyer guy like um you know, just getting NBA like value out of that spot is good. Um, the Kira Lewis pick was bad, but that's more bad luck to me. He's just been injured. People liked him, and like, where was he? Yeah. picked? like he was uh, like the twelfth pick. I mean, yeah. Pick. I mean, I guess if I yeah. give the Knicks shit for, uh, but no, uh, Vassell and Halliburton were picked just before him, so yeah. they were that was thirteen. Like it was like you're either pick. It was basically at that range. You were thinking like if you wanted a guard, it was Cole Anthony, Kira Lewis, or Tyrese Maxey. They picked the wrong guy, but like, it's not the end of the world that they passed on Cole yeah. Anthony. Like, yeah, I was saying probably too early for like Desmond Bain or where like, Maxi both yeah. were. Maxi was more in that range than Bain, but yeah, it's easy to say this in, in hindsight. I did like those guys at the time. I sh- thought they should have went lottery, but yeah. 
And I mean, like, look, they were, I mean, look, they gave the Suns a fucking hard time that won 60, you know, five games and they've had really rough luck with the Zion thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, even knowing what we know about Zion, I still think he's probably the right pick at one. Like, yeah. you totally, like, knowing exactly what happens with his career, it's probably the right choice. So I can't really give them too much shit for that. Like, you don't have, you basically don't have your number one pick for like, most of the year and you're still like an eight seed you're still pretty competitive i'm just i do have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth because i really thought they were going to be like the top seed in the west last year and they had a really disappointing season um, they would be an a or an s tier if they just stayed it in 2019 at the fourth pick and took darius garland yeah. which is so funny i I just keep thinking, like, you always get on teams about, like, just stacking picks and never consolidating. Yeah. The Pelicans are the team to me where I'm like, what the f- – dude, what are you doing? I know New Orleans doesn't trade because of the market and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, go get Damian Lillard. Like, like yeah. I what mean, are you yeah, – like, just a good point. Yeah, just they should. Just do it. Like, just go they out. Really should. You have yeah. so many fucking picks. You have – this Zion thing, if Zion works or he doesn't work – if he's healthy, you're a contender immediately if you trade for a Damian Lillard. Or you yeah. trade for any star that's been available over the last three years. Yeah, and even if you don't want to get, like, a true, like, star star, you know what I'm saying? You could probably trade for, like, Laurie Marketing without putting Lakers picks in, you know what I'm saying? Like, or something like that. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I think there's, you know, th- there are moves that they could make. So, I, what are I we feeling know. here? C? I, I was thinking B. And I I'm think gonna, we could say, really? Let's go see do you think the Bucks have done a better job than the Pelicans? Drafted Herb Jones, got Brandon. They had no leverage in that Anthony Davis thing. They had no leverage. Like I, beside, I guess the leverage was that LeBron wanted him right that season, but like they didn't even make the playoffs. But have you considered? I don't want Nihilus Bucks to assassinate me. I don't care. I'll I'll tell. You. This is <laughs> my my call. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll move them up to the B. You're oh, getting God. assassinated by I'm a getting assassinated by a nihilist bucks. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So, all right. Let's Ooh, move on to the Lakers. Cool. God damn. Yeah. So many good ones. F. Oh. No, this is F tier. Come on. <laughs> come this on. This is F tier. This is F tier. What are you? Do? Come on. I guess can I defend. Can no. I defend them a little bit? Okay. You t- lay out the case. So Palenka was hired in 2018, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And Palenka has done some very dumb things, mainly trading for Russell Westbrook. That's if a you, really fucking bad. If you Westbrook. take out the Russell Westbrook move, which is hard to do because it fucked up basically two of their seasons, even though they got to the conference finals in the most recent season. The give up an extra first round pick though, too. Like, like to get that conference finals, they had to like further. The Russell Westbrook trade was a disaster. It's I, the, besides I, the Gobert trade, it's the worst trade of the last 10 years. I still think that that was partially due to LeBron, though. I mean, it was, but that's fucking you know, you but know, if we don't hold it against the, their team, if like we don't that. hold it against the Nets for the Kevin Durant, shit, we can't. Do the same, but the thing is, they the pivoted out of it though. They did pivot out of it though. Even when Durant destroyed the team, they still ended up in the same place they were. The Lakers are fucked. <laughs> like, well, like, I don't know about that, to be honest. I, 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 I think you no. hate the Lakers a lot, and I think that the Lakers no. have gotten to two no. conference finals, won a title, and I think look, part there, of it is, is part so... of it they were handed by they were handed a lot of it. Yeah, because LeBron wanted to go there, and because. Uh, 
but also like like look like the guys that they like they drafted well i actually think he was hired in 2017 if i remember correctly i'll, I'll find this out because if they, he was hired in 2017 they nailed that draft that was the kuzma right. and hart draft and and what did they do with those guys <laughs> they, traded where, where one those for, they traded one for Anthony Davis and then they blew the other one with the Russell Westbrook pick, but he was also on the team when they won a title. Caruso was undrafted. They blew that. Yeah. But they but Caruso was undrafted. They got him. Danny Green was a good signing. Contavious Caldwell Pope was a good signing. Um they constructed a team that was good enough to legitimately win the NBA finals and then get back to a conference finals. Whenever AD and LeBron have been healthy, they've been really good. And like the Austin Reeves pick or signing is a fucking uh, grand slam. Fe- February, uh, yeah, March, March, uh, 2017. He was hired. Okay. So he was there for the 2017 draft, draft. Yeah. which they, they killed with Kuzmen Hart. They, uh, they also like sometimes so once again, they get too high on their own supply. The tail and Horton Tucker thing. What? Hold on. The 2017 draft, though, they also took Lonzo Ball over Jason Tatum. Like, come on. They did. And they telegraphed that, allowing Which, Danny Ainge to trade back yeah. to get his guy. That's, Which, that is a that really That was defensible bad. at the time, though. It was defensible at the time, but you also didn't need to let Danny Ainge know you were making that pick. Yeah. Like, like, that like, was bad. That was really fucking bad. Like, you know, like the Lonzo pick itself is fine-ish. You know, like that. that's not bad what's really bad is your your operation there that you're running like the, you telegraph that you're taking lonzo ball he's your guy and then you get you give up that info to uh demon danny ainge for like get nothing you know like i don't know and it, like they've killed it on the first round picks when was uh what's his name drafted um uh larry nance jr was that 2016 that was before yeah that was yeah, before the okay. off. It, clarkson and nance were just before okay and then they traded Clarkson and Nance for basically expiring salary to sign LeBron, which is funny because they traded yeah. him to the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I kind of think that. Um, so Kuzma. So he drafted Kuzma. Um, Josh Hart signed Alex Caruso as undrafted. Yeah. Signed Austin Reeves as undrafted. That's the other. That's the really good one because they also, instead of fucking that up, they also got to keep. Austin Reeves. I don't know how you feel about the contract too. Cause there's two ways of evaluating this. You know, there is, you know, all of these things. Yeah. It's signed Danny green signed, uh, you know, KCP. KCP. Um, luckily got out of, uh, giving Dennis Schroeder $48 million. Um, yeah. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, never happened. So that doesn't count. Here's, here's the other thing though, is do you think there is any, any NBA GM who would have failed more than Rob Palinka if they switched time. That's the thing is that they should yeah. have been, they should have been solidly championship contenders for four straight years. Yeah. But all of that comes down to Anthony Davis's health, really. Right. And, but it's like, also, why are you, I, I mean, like part of this is like, why not have the stones to tell LeBron James, how about you wait, one fucking half of a season, and then we get to keep Brandon Ingram. We get to keep they're like 
all of these picks, and then we can use I still think the AD together. trade was worth it. You won a title. I'm sorry. It was worth it to me. Oh, one of the most Mickey Mouse titles of all time. It's just unnecessarily it, it, That's window. actually a real title. They were the number one seed. They were the best team in the NBA. Sam is coping once again. Um, but well, here, here's the, the thing. The real here's Mickey the Mouse thing. Title. If AD <laughs> plays 55 games, the Lakers are contenders. In 2020, they played he played 62 they they won the finals the next year he played 36 they uh were the seven seed the year after that he played 40 they missed the playoffs the year after that he played 56 and they went back to the conference finals the reality is is that they are contenders as long as anthony davis is healthy and i'm not saying that this makes up for some of the bad moves that he's made but i think that you're kind of what is the saying missing the forest for the trees here but it's like the big picture stuff is AD's health. It's not, oh, all these moves that they made other than the Russell Westbrook trade, which was an objectively terrible trade. But, but here's, the, here's the other thing, though, too, is, you know, if we want to um, talk about how hard it is to have LeBron on your team and how he, you know, uh, say that the Russell Westbrook thing was LeBron's brainchild, you also probably don't get Anthony Davis if LeBron James isn't on your team in the Rich Paul connection. That's definitely true. Yeah. Hundred percent. So yes, they do get that built in, but it's the same thing as we talked about with the Nets. Like, do the Nets get credit for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? No, they're in New York City. Of course, they just had to be not the worst team in the league. The Lakers have even more cushion. The Heat have even more cushion, where they can be actually the worst team in the league, and stars won't care. The thing is, the thing that is the difference with the Nets is that they had their Russell Westbrook trade. And then they had a second Russell Westbrook trade in the James Harden and Ben Simmons trade. Mm-hmm. And then as all of their guys went out, they are back to where they started. The Lakers, when LeBron James retires, are not going to be back where they started. They're not going to be back where they started, I think, for a very long time. I, I just don't think... All right, where would you put this? Business, I, think, I think the absolute highest I can go is C tier. And I really feel, I feel very strongly about D tier. But... All right, I'll give you this one then. Okay. I get one later. Okay. okay. I actually disagree with this. I think that they're a C. Um, let's, let's move them to C tier and let's see how it shakes out then. Okay. We'll see how it shakes out. I, I feel, I feel, uh, I don't know. I, the Westbrook, I, 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 if they didn't make the Westbrook move, I, it would be so much easier for me to argue they should be higher, but it's I, just. But that's like, that's like getting to the Wolves pick and being like, well, if they didn't make the Gobert trade. <laughs> It's but not pretty, as destructive as the Gobert trade. They just made it to the conference finals. It's pretty fucking close. Man. I mean, the Wolves could have made it to the conference yeah, finals true. if they were on the other side of the bracket. Like, I don't know. Yeah. They almost beat the Lakers in the play-in. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, all right. So, the Chicago Bulls. Oof. <laughs> we made the same sound. Uh, Hired man, I, in 2020, I believe. Karnasovas okay. and Eversley. I mean, I can hear Kevin screaming for F tier. I really think it's just D tier, though. The the Demar move, despite the fact that Demar caps your ceiling, Demar's twenty twenty one season alone, and mm-hmm. oh man, but like what other? I, I like their off season this past off season. So like I like the Corey when, Craig signing when and hired. When was just so to twenty twenty. Just before the draft. So they drafted Patrick Williams at four, which is like, fine, okay, whatever. 
Yeah. It's a little bad, but not it's like a, the end of the world it, bad. It's yeah. like you got a good role player with the fourth pick in the draft and you were taking an upside swing. Like there are guys that were better that were drafted after him, but like you'd have to get down to like Tyrese Halliburton before I'm like, oh no, how did you pass on him? And he's like eight picks later. Yeah. Uh okay. So then you have twenty twenty one draft. I don't even think they had their pick. Did they? Uh, I don't think No, they traded so. it for fucking Vucevic. And yeah. it was Franz Wagner. Oh, that's pretty... I mean, that's like... What, what did that pick end up being, though? Nine? The seventh pick. Oh, that is pretty bad. It was the seventh or eighth pick. That is pretty bad. I didn't realize. Yeah. And they trade... Keep in mind, they traded for Vooch when Zach... A week before Zach Levine got COVID. Because it was during the COVID season in 2021. So what did that What did that final package end up being? Wendell Carter, um, Franz... <laughs> Wendell Carter frauds and the pick that was Jet Howard for for Jesus. Nikola Vucevic, who they just signed God, to a three year sixty million dollar deal. That Dude, that that's bad. worse that than the Westbrook move. That is not worse than the Westbrook move. Absolutely not. At least yes, Vooch, it is. No, yes, it is. What are you Vooch talking is, about? Vooch is an NBA player. He's like a he's like a bad starter. Westbrook actively destroyed their team. Franz like, Wagner is going to like make All Star teams. And they had the pick that he was selected with. What, what was the? I mean, Wendell yeah. Carter's like a starting level center. I, I don't. Know. Wendell. Carter. Would you rather have Kuzma and KCP or Franz and and Wendell Carter? Okay, let's let's. Uh, wasn't there a first round pick in that too, or no? I was there it... was, and it, it turned out to be no one, if I remember correctly, in the Westbrook trade. Well, because it was in the possession of the Wizards. Well, they traded back. Uh, they they selected Isaiah Todd because they traded the pick. Actually, was Isaiah Jackson, if I remember correctly. The Pacers took him, okay. and the the Wizards got Aaron Holiday and Isaiah Todd. Isaiah Todd, who they traded to the Suns, he's not an NBA player. Wizards, he's terrible in the G League. The Wizards were so bad for so long, man. They were so bad. For yeah, so it was long. really bad. It was really it was bad. real bad. But they got Mont- it was Montrez Harrell, KCP Kuzma, and that first round pick, which honestly great value, great trade. Uh, but then they fucking blew it. <laughs> they turned around. They traded KCP for like Monte Morris. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they 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 have Kuzma. Kuzma's good, but yeah. that that's about it. Um, that is that is like pretty bad. But I mean, but the thing is, yeah, I mean, like Franz. I mean, yeah, fuck, that is a really bad trade, though. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah. I was because I was gonna make the argument like, look, the Demar signing was like really good. Awesome. Yeah, and they got they signed Caruso. They did awesome keep in mind they did have move. to give up a first round pick. And okay, you want to talk about what makes this the the Vooch trade worse? They yeah. also took back Al Farouk Amino's contract for some reason, and then they had to use a first round pick to get off his contract to get Demar. Oh, that is tough. <laughs> yeah, that so bad. so they so they in whole gave up three first round picks. Yeah. Three first round picks. The Spurs have their pick in 2025, I believe, that is from the oh, DeMar Jesus, trade. Really? Yeah. It still yeah. hasn't been made. That's yeah. really bad. Three uh, first round picks. Uh Wendell Carter Jr. <laughs> and that uh, was to get oh, Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan, who was a free agent. So you could have just tried to clear cap space instead, got got DeMar DeRozan in free agency. And yeah, I don't know. But maybe DeMar doesn't want to go there if Vooch isn't there. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Honestly, the Lonzo signing would have been good if what happened to him. It would have been great. Yeah. yeah. So 
I don't know. I the think Caruso the Bulls, signing was good too. Yeah, the Bulls were set up to be a very good. Um, I would assume great um, second round second pick, round picture. Right? Yeah, um, like uh, yeah. I mean, like they've done like that move is really damning. But I do. I am a little higher on. I just think this Bulls run was less of a disaster because I think they did have like real upside to be like a second round team, but just had very fucking bad luck, you know? Um, and all right. So we'll put them in the D tier. I think D tier is appropriate for them. All right. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Keep in mind, Conley did not draft Anthony Edwards. He did not draft Jaden McDaniels. That's pretty brutal. So he is just this last year, basically, which is is this only move to go bear trade and trading for Mike Conley, D'Lo for Mike Conley, which and is a pretty fine trade. That's, that's a solid a pretty, trade. That's yeah, solid trade. trade. And he, uh, what he he re-signed, um, uh, what's his name? Their backup center, uh, uh, uh Nas Reed, Nas Reed. So nasty Nas, nasty Nas, uh, Nas Dramas. I think you might have, you might just just. Like I, he will probably get better, but right now with the information we have, I think you have to go F tier. Okay, so did they didn't have a pick? Oh, they they got Leonard Miller in the draft, which I kind of liked. The Gobert trade is so bad, though. That, uh, the Gobert, and it's just like it's one of like three moves. Oh made. my god! Yeah, and the other one he signed Cat to the Supermax. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be F tier. Like it will probably caveat. It will probably get better. Like they will. But it's not because of him, though. But it's not because of him. It's because Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels could get better. And look, credit to you for hanging on to Jalen McDaniels in that trade. But also, they use that to pillage you. You want to keep this guy? Okay, we have to get everything from you. It's a it's a F tier. Yeah. Like I actually think that they could be a top seed in the next few years yes. and be a competitive yes. team, but it's not because of the moves that they've made. I think if anything, it's 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 in yeah. spite of that. And and you know you know maybe we're being too hard on Conley because it does seem like the Gobert trade might have been driven by like new ownership, shit. new yeah. ownership and stuff. Like so sure. you know it's not totally fair, but I mean like just based on the facts and what we're looking at and recent like this that's the worst trade of the last <laughs> it's so ten bad. years. You've got to go back to like. Gerald Wallace for the expiring Gerald Wallace for the sixth pick in the draft that becomes Damian Lillard to like find a trade that bad yeah. again. Yeah, it's basically any of the old Bobby Marks era net. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it really is like that bad. Oh yep. man, tough. All right, Portland. Oh boy, um, our our God Emperor, our new yeah. God Emperor, Joe Cronin, holding Joe, strong Joe Cronin, soldier. How long has he been on the job? 20, years? 2020, I believe, was his first. He was hired in 2020, if I remember correctly. Was he? No, I, no, no, 2021. You're right. I was going to say, I think it, I think it was because I think he hung on longer. The, the old guy, I forget his name. Um, <laughs> sure. was there forever. Uh, Neil O'Shea. Neil O'Shea, yeah. Neil O'Shea was there like for fucking ever. Um, All right, I have another screen share I want to look up. When you look up, when you look up Joe Cronin on yeah. Google... This is what shows up. Honestly, <laughs> what? Okay, it's a uh, for for audio only people. This is a it is an old timey this is a Civil War era. In, yeah, because born in October twelfth of nineteen oh six, so we have a nineteen twenties baseball. Played for star. the Sox, the the, yeah. the the Red Sox. Yeah, I didn't then, know uh, that that he also shared the name with an all time uh 
uh-huh. baseball player here. I'm assuming yeah. if he's coming up first, yeah, career average of 301, 170 home runs for the early 1900s. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Seven-time All-Star? All-Star? Yeah. There you go. Boston Red Sox retired yeah. his number. Yeah. Uh, huh. we, we love retiring. That doesn't mean much, though. Red Sox, we'll, we'll retire fucking anybody's number. Like, yeah. you know, so. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Blazers, this is another kind of a tricky one because they just kind of got put in a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, two years, it's a little bit of your own doing. So let's go through the good first. Jeremy Grant trade? Good. Pretty good. Um, I think late first round pick for Jeremy Grant, basically. Yeah. Um, good re-signing. I think, uh, seems like Shaden Sharp was really good value at the seventh Seventh pick. pick. Yeah. Good. Yep. Seems like uh, it. was, when was, um, this was, uh, what Simons was before his time then though. It was 20- Simons was before his time, but he did sign him to that contract. Mm-hmm. Is that good or bad? Do we think? That's it's, probably... Let's just say it's neutral for now. It's neutral. Okay. Um, and then who who else have they drafted uh, in the last? Uh, the they traded uh, CJ McCollum for Josh Hart, which for, is for Josh and Hart a and a and a first. But I don't know what happened with that first. Yeah, because New Orleans kept the pick originally, I believe. Um, so I'm not really sure if we need to give him a ton of credit. But Josh Hart, they then flip for Honestly, an extra first. From Josh Hart, Josh Hart for CJ McCollum on that contract is pretty. Like yeah, but then they traded had. Josh Hart and Josh yeah, Hart yeah. <laughs> for the pick that became Chris Murray. Yeah. Um. So, and then the trade that everyone killed them for that I didn't understand at all was Norm Powell and Robert Covington for Keon Johnson, Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and some second round picks, which honestly, with no one wanting Norm Powell's contract now, it's probably just like a nothing deal. Like, yeah, a neutral, say, like no one. Neutral, and like Robert Covington's like a ninth man. Like Powell's the best player in that trade, but no one wants to pay him $18 million a year. So like, yeah, is it a terrible trade? Uh, it's a fine trade probably. And he didn't sign Norm Powell to that contract. That was Olshe. Yeah. So, so it's really nothing too damaging, really. Nothing yeah. too damaging, but also nothing great. Like, I mean, yeah. Scoot was fell into their lap. Uh, the Jeremy Grant trade was good. That was objectively good. CJ McCollum yeah. trade was fine. Yep. Um. Yeah. Probably, I, I'm leaning. I think C? C. But yeah. I. I. If I were gonna put him somewhere else, I would think about B tier. But I think it's no. We're probably- putting him in the C tier because we need to give him. We we need to give him a little bit of credit for not uh, giving in to the demands of well. The Miami Heat. Unironically, like, like uh, not even like as a bit. I think that is good business on his part, and like I think that is what you want. Like that makes me like even the Jeremy Grant trade and him doing that. I'm like, I I, I thought about B tier for a little bit, but like um, I think C tier is probably C tier feels fine because they yeah. just have they haven't done anything great, but they also haven't done anything terrible. And I can't yeah. give you credit for just taking Scoot Henderson, despite the fact that like, yeah. You, you got that a little. Was a, that was a that was a gimme pick. Yeah, that was yeah. just like the freest thing ever. So 
All right, the Denver Nuggets, where I've returned from the great land of Colorado. Beautiful state, super We're, expensive. It's, it's fucked up that Codley is our only F selection, and he fucking built most of this team. <laughs> like, like, like most of the good picks are like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, but but Kev told me that there's some calculator rat that created a draft model that basically told them to draft everyone they drafted, and that was like Conley's strong part. Like, like, the, like it said, like draft Jokic and draft Murray and draft like these guys that they got. And like, that was, the, and I can't remember his name, like Lane something. And he, so I don't even want to give Conley. Yeah. yeah Vash, Vashro or some shit. Yeah. 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 And sorry, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that that's, that's kind of a. That's it's not really like a feather in Conley's cap necessarily. He even admits I mean, he was, hired he hired that guy. <laughs> like yeah. you, oh, get true, credit, true. you get credit for the work your subordinates do. Sure, that, Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge, like Mike Zarin did a lot of Danny Ainge's heavy lifting too. Like you know, right? So oh, over his time. So um, so what are we rating the new regime on? So it's it's the last year. So signing Bruce Brown, um, great pick, great great That's great signing. Um, uh, was it the KCP trade? I think was done under KCP this regime trade. Right? Yeah. yeah. I like their draft a lot this past year. I they 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 took some flyers on some guys I like. Did they make the Christian Brown trade? Because that's they, pick. they made the Christian yep. Brown pick. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. Uh, yeah, they've done a good job so far. I think you know, and they won the title, which is again yeah. what we we're just saying was a guy. I think you got to give them a tier, even though there's not a lot of like. Yeah, there's not a huge sample of moves, but yeah, they haven't made a bad move, and they put the right pieces around Jokic and Murray to win the title. Remind me again, they, they're doing weird pick consolidation shit. And I can't remember what they were like. They were doing a lot of like, uh, yeah, the, some of those or, trades I didn't really like. They, they, they uh, yeah. look at the thunder trades with them. They basically traded like far out first for some of these later first and early seconds that the thunder have. Yeah, so, but like that. they took the flyers on guys that I liked, like uh, Julian Strother. I liked in this draft. Oh yeah, that's a really good pick for them. Jalen yeah. Pickett from Penn State. Um, they also drafted. Uh, who else did they draft? Oh, they drafted. Um, they drafted Hunter Tyson, who we didn't really understand this section, but he was apparently amazing at summer league. So. I don't know. I kind of think they know what they're doing at a minimum. Like, I kind of think yeah. that they have the right mindset around this, like with Jokic's last they, few years here. They got their team over the top. I mean, they lost Bruce Brown, but like, I, you know, whatever. I mean, you won the title. Yeah, like, you know, sure. I, with the moves, I, this regime came in and did the hardest thing. What I always say is that hardest thing is taking a very good team and turning them into a, part of that was just their guys getting healthy. Like the, Aaron yeah, Gordon that was, thing. yeah, I was going to um, say that was, you know, uh, yeah. Back, Which was honestly a the great... back of uh, Junior not you know giving out yeah, yeah. not being you know seen uh, yeah. the back of a senile old man, uh, yeah. but I I do want to say that the 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 one move I have to give Conley a lot of credit for and it was a move I liked at the time and it's aged even better was the Aaron Gordon trade like they traded the contract of Gary Harris and RJ Hampton and a future first for Aaron Gordon who's turned out to be a home run for them so that's yeah, one Tim Conley move yeah. yeah that's one Tim Conley move I, mean, I really got to give him credit for picking I really like Jamal Murray in that draft I probably if I were the Celtics I probably would have taken him instead of Jalen Brown um but like I uh you know that was not a you know a free thing. I, they they got um, but they 
they made the Michael Porter Jr. risk when he was sliding yeah. in the draft, you know, um, drafting Jokic. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they did a lot. I mean, look, Conley did a lot of work. I know Kev wants to say that it was all just their draft. They did a sure. lot of really good things. Yeah. Even Malik <laughs> like, Beasley like, was good for like the 20th pick in the draft where he went. Like yeah. they, 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 they definitely got some, some good picks for sure. So, yeah. all right. Uh, and I just want to say, Colorado, uh, beautiful state, amazing place, but abolish the the Nuggets and any city that is the Jazz yeah, too, because they're the in the mountains as well. Yeah, they, you know it's just an unfair advantage, especially for my out of shape Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Don't let him trick you. He's on the payroll. He he has Cronky money. I saw it. He showed it to me in a briefcase. It was like Pulp Fiction when 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 uh, oh God, I can't even remember his name. Vince Vega. Yeah, Vince, yeah, Vince, Vince the, the trash can, the, yeah. the thing. Are we good? Oh yeah, we're good. So we're on cranky money. Um, this next one, we, I was we... leaving. I was leaving like the, uh, Colorado, like it was the end of Reservoir Dogs in the backseat <laughs> of the Uber, though. I can't Spots everywhere. I'm you a no mile up. I was two miles up when I was in Breckenridge. Jesus Christ. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. um, they charge you for oxygen there, by the way. They sell it in cans. And uh yeah, I'm really looking forward to the future when uh, you know, like you said, you have to you have to yeah. pay for your oxygen during the global I'm, I'm climate crisis. Say, yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, look, I, I felt like a I felt like a sap just now for paying uh eighty dollars for Baldur's Gate three and I didn't even get a physical copy and uh Trill, oh, Trill paid a similar. Trill paid a similar price for oxygen, though. So who really got had an oxygen them? bar, folks? <laughs> yeah. And and uh, also, I I in addition to that, I also bought a can of oxygen for fourteen dollars <laughs> at the grocery store, <laughs> which was, was canned oxygen. Sh- shout out to Mark Cuban. It was on. Uh, it was on Shark Tank. Uh, it was advertised as <laughs> seen on Shark Tank, which is so funny because I I I, I tried to tell you this story before we started the podcast. But years ago, there's a comedian who's very famous now, at least online. His name is Tim Dillon. And when I worked in the comedy industry, we uh, I, I worked for the New York Comedy Festival at the time. And we booked Tim to do a, uh, a tour of New York City. So he used to be, before he was a comedian, he did tour guide stuff. So for a few years, he was a tour guide. And so he did this tour of uh central park and the area around central park and but it was a comedy show so Mm -hmm. he just riffed and like went on this tour as if he was doing a tour guide but he called it like the real new york city tour guide and it was extremely funny and during the tour he was like oh we were like going up like the richest streets in new york city like this is where jerry seinfeld lived and like every fucking billionaire off central park lived and the joke that he made on there was He's like, you know, you guys like Uber and Lyft. He's like, these people that live in this neighborhood are trying to make the same thing, but for oxygen and water when the climate crisis happens. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to Colorado and saw them charging for that. And you made the joke about about yeah. that. It, it reminded me of, of, of that, which is definitely the future that we're headed towards. And I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Not to get all you- Zach low on you. Yeah, but just you know, start mason jar canning your oxygen for our, <laughs> our, 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 your kids if you've got any. So good, good time for it. It's a good investment to yeah. you know. Stock so up. speak. So speaking of uh, disasters perpetuated by people in places of leadership who are actually demons, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, yep. I, I can't even really make the AK. It's like 
it's far and away the best front office of the NBA. Yeah. There's like really not an argument. Like what would what would the you argument be for them not being number one? Yeah, I got pretty owned. Yeah, I um, really didn't think he was going to play Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like like the fact that they 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 played Shea Gilgis Alexander and he was an MVP candidate. So I didn't get owned in that way. I'm so yeah, my yeah. Uh, Shay, uh, the Paul George trade. If if we say that the from a bad perspective, Minnesota for Rudy Gobert, we understand why the Clippers made that trade at the time. But from a good perspective, there hasn't been quite a trade like the SGA and five first round picks for Paul yeah. George trade, which he has turned around and uh made some other seemingly very good selections at the not the quite the top top of the draft. You know, Chet was high. We don't yeah. really know what's going to happen with him, but Giddy was like the sixth pick, and Jalen Williams was like the thirteenth pick. Yeah, and Isaiah Joe they got for free, and every trade they make is just to take on salary for a potential future trade. They still have so many draft picks left. Yeah, they have really not missed on a pick outside of like some later first. Which okay, fine, you miss on later first sometimes. So let's just yeah, let's let's just leave them in S. I really don't have an argument against. You know, it's like, you've got to like re- it. You've got to like really hate the Lou Dort extension to like <laughs> bump them down yeah. to eight here. And that's I've criticized them win. for that, yeah. but that's not really yeah. anything when that's you're a market like Oklahoma Minos. City. Yeah. yeah, it's it's nothing. It's yeah, so the, the, they're just they they crush they crush every draft. Yeah. They uh they're very good. They're very good folks. So we're gonna go S tier for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Grizzlies, uh, A tier. Yeah, I mean, if you had asked me a year ago, I'd argue for C tier. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Minnesota, they traded for uh, one of the most valuable players in the uh, NBA and hoodwinked uh, slow Brad Stevens and the and the the stupid uh, Boston Celtics who will crater Clearly. crater to a uh, forty three win team this season, while the Grizzlies will be hoisting the trophy. Uh, one of the one of the chats I'm in. Um, Someone in there, she said they uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like two pills. It was like one of those which pill would you take things, and it was like one. It was like a red pill, like blue pill. Your team wins the title like ten years in a row. It's like the red pill. It's like your favorite player wins title and MVP. And it was like, would anyone take the red pill? And I said, like, uh, kicking Marcus Smart finals MVP for <laughs> the Grizzlies under the bed. Uh, no, I would never do that. No, I, I could never. I yeah, could I never, never. Yeah, uh, I, I could never pick against the my favorite team like that just to, you know, spite Brad Stevens in the front yeah. office. So let me make a case for at least for B tier for the Grizzlies. Because um, we are we are waiting it recently. Um, they have not killed it in the draft recently. The last two really years, recently. Yeah. Like, you know, like and the Zaire um, Williams pick was Zaire, bad. Zaire Williams pick was bad. Um they let um, you know, they've let some guys like walk. Like, I feel like their asset management hasn't been the best. Yeah. They, the Melton and Anderson thing were not great. The The Pelicans, they have the same problem. The Pelicans do where it's like, you, you kind of got to shit or get off the pot. And you yeah. know, if they had gone through this off season without making a move, I think that would have been very bad for them, but it, they did make that move to kind of spare them that. But I mean, like, look, John Morant, even with what's going on with him, slam dunk, like easy one of the best number two picks i think ever yeah like who's who's a better number two pick in the history of the nba uh, uh kevin durant um kevin durant. okay kevin durant yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, just off the top of my head uh i'm sure there are a few other guys i could think of 
But the, the John Morant thing, that was a two-player draft, too. I'm not Look, I'm not giving them a ton of credit. They got lucky with that. Uh, but I will give them credit with some of the other picks they've made. Yeah, I mean Desmond Bain. Um, Desmond that Bain was, was a, that was not even their pick. They stole yeah. that pick from the uh, stupid Boston Celtics and, yeah. and got got a you know a borderline All Star guy out of that. Um, They've gotten a lot of like later rotation players like Conchar and Sant, yeah. uh, Santi Altima, Altima, and you know they traded for Melton in the first place, which was a good trade. I uh, thought. I thought Jaron Jackson Jr. was the second best player in that draft, but they did pick him fourth, and I think there were some other guys they could have taken. He was only the draft. assistant general manager when that was the case. Oh, okay. Chris Wallace was the general manager, though. I think Kleinman made the pick. Yeah. Like, John Hollinger was technically still there. He left later in that season. Okay. But I, I'm fairly certain Kleinman, because Kleinman was, uh, was elevated to assistant general manager in 2018 mm-hmm. and by the way this was right around the time they started uh hiring like jackson hoy and all the draft twitter people yeah and they ended up having uh they they took jaron jackson there i kind of think it was like chris wallace was a pair i remember him making a lot of really terrible moves yeah. um and i think that well, he was there forever. some influence yeah well, Chris Wallace, I think he was the Pau Gasol trade, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he made like, some pretty uh, moves in his career, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. That Pau Gasol trade, like, the fact that the, the Mark Gasol thing saves that from being, like, a Rudy Gobert-level, like, robbery. Like I will say, though, throw in. <laughs> he was not a throw-in. That was the one thing that I, I have I've said this before, and Memphis Grizzlies fans have sent me information that proved that they actually were scouting Gasol and because he was Powell's brother and he was selected by the Lakers and he only was a second round pick because he was like completely out of shape and overweight and got into shape that season. And they were like, had their eye on him and they thought he was going to be a really good NBA player. So I will at least give them credit for that, but still like they still got somewhat lucky that he became as good as he did. Like unbelievable, unbelievable Lakers propaganda from Trump. I'm not doing Lakers propaganda. I'm I'm telling you what Memphis Grizzlies fans have yelled at me when I said that that was like one of the worst trades Hmm. of all time. Apparently like they sent me stuff from that time that they were interested in Marcus also. Sounds sounds like, sounds like made up things like something a bad front office would say. And then it just happens to be true that he's good. Look, We have, we have enough anti Lakers slant on this podcast from you. So yeah, Um, I guess we do need to balance it out, but I think a is fine for the Grizzlies. Um, They've done a pretty good job. They've done um, good. And they've, you know, built a pretty good young team, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with a there. I think that's a, that's a, that's a good way. This Uh, next one is very interesting. I knew you were. I'm gonna let you just do this one because. I, but I don't know now. <laughs> I they, knew you were gonna change. I yeah, knew. You were, I don't. Will know said now. the same thing. Will said yeah. that Sam, who's been shitting on the Mavs front office for two years, is gonna pivot because they traded for Grant Williams. Well, no, that uh, that's not why. I I said this at the time. They I, I've said this on previous episodes. They've done like the they did way better than I thought possible. Like they've done the this off season best they could this off season. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to. How long has Nico Harris Harrison been in charge? He's been in charge for two years, I believe. So, boy, they don't even get credit for the... So that's Jalen Brunson walking. Yeah. That's so bad. That's so bad. That is so... That is like a... 
that is like a go bear level misstep. Like when you, yeah. when it might ultimately cost if it, and if it ends up costing them Luca, that's a, that's almost as bad as the go bear thing. Like I think is in terms of being yeah. damaging to your front franchise, you don't get credit for picking Luca and the, the, you know, the trade that brought you Luca. Cause that's, that's the Mavs masterstroke is somehow going into the draft with the fifth pick and getting Luka Doncic, who every fucking everyone knew was the best player in that draft. Yeah. That is, I still can't believe that happened. That not only did the Suns take Aiton, who was, I, I'm sorry that he was always going to be mid. That's not a Hakeem Olajuwon thing. Like he was never going to be a good player. Like, I'm sorry. Like he had nowhere near the upside, but that also for the Kings to take Marvin Bagley is just unreal. And then they trade up. Like you don't get any of that. But then, I don't know the Kyrie Irving thing. I mean, he traded he did, for Kyrie, but he did resign. Yeah, because that's the other thing that really made me nervous was I thought he could walk, and then he didn't. So that so, mitigates a lot of that risk right there. So they traded like, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and a future first. Dorian Finney-Smith at a future first for the Kyrie Irving experience is certainly a risk, especially after you let Jalen Brunson walk a few year, a few months earlier when you could have just paid him more. Part yeah. of me kind of blames Cuban. Yeah. Like, like Cuban could have just paid up, and I feel yeah, like it was a little twelve D yeah. chess yeah. where the smoke yeah, and that and that then, even though yeah. he was hired two years ago. It's. I feel like a lot of the Jalen Brunson stuff with like the contract negotiations probably predated him a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he could have signed him to like a. He could have signed him to the best contract in the NBA at the offer that they didn't give him was like four for forty eight. Yeah. Even if there was like a disrespect premium that they had to pay, like if you had to pay him like eight million more dollars a year to like because he felt disrespected, then the Knicks would have had to pay. You still do that. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, you know what, though? I also didn't think that I thought the Jalen Brunson contract was just fine. And I think if you were paying me a million dollar where I would have been like, what the fuck? But yeah, that's why I'm not a GM. So, um, yeah. uh, but I, I don't know. Like, and then they had a really strong off season. I mean, they, I think they got Omax Prosper. Um, they turned their, what did they do with the 10th pick again? They, they, they trade, they traded back. Davis Bertans. They, they trade, they traded back two spots. They dumped Davis Bertans, got a yeah. trade exception. And then they took Rashawn Holmes into the trade exception. And they drafted Derek Lively. That's pretty good work. Yeah. Honestly. I like all of that. Like I think Rashawn Holmes is a way better player than Davis Bertans. He can play for you. I think getting Grant Williams in that sign and trade for essentially nothing was really good. I'm yeah, the thinking. swap scares me a little bit to get off the Reggie Bullock contract, but that's yeah, really the only that's part the that I'm like a little worried. Yeah. yeah, that's not great, but I don't know. They might've saved themselves here. I think D tier, and I think it's higher end of D tier. Like it might even be C tier. Uh, like if you wanted to argue for C tier, I wouldn't honestly push back that much. I'm going to put them in D tier for now. They still okay. got to prove it to me. I yeah. did like a lot of the moves that they made this off season. And I think that they will be better next year. Cause I thought it was their disaster year, but they still like, dude, letting Brunson walk, like, Letting Brunson walk was just so... Just, after his playoffs, dude, like, yeah. he was Jeopard, so good in the playoffs. Jeopardizing, like, losing a top three player in the right. NBA for his prime is such a bad... Like, that is, that is like, the one thing you cannot do in the NBA. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, like, that's... Because, yeah. honestly, their moves outside of letting Jalen Brunson walk haven't been that bad. But this... Yeah. Like, but that's the thing kind of looming over this that makes it really bad. It's like... Yeah. You just can't do that, so... It's terrible. All right, so we move on to the San Antonio Spurs. 
how long has this re regime technically been in charge? Because this is kind of a weird one to like who gets credit for what. Um, I don't really know how long has Brian Wright been there because boy, we're looking this up. Yeah, this is I, Brian Wright since August 2019, supposedly. Okay, so so he does not get blamed for the Kawhi Leonard trade. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, he does get credit for the DeJounte Murray trade, which feels like a fleecing. Pretty good. He does get credit for both of the trades he made with the Raptors, which feels like good trades. Yep. He does uh, get credit for... So... Uh, the Derek White trade. That's just that's what I was just gonna say. So I don't. I never like that trade for the Spurs. It's so not. It's not a good trade. No, it's not a good trade for the. But Celtics. also you the value. The, the value of the Derek White trade was that you were bad enough to get Webb and Yamba. That's also true, but you also get that the top one pick swap. Like the Celtics were a little shaky there for a year. I was I was really nervous when they made that trade because if the Derek White thing didn't stabilize them, there was a chance. Jalen Brown could walk and then Jason Tatum walks. So, and it's know. still what four years out, but like Tatum will what be 28, 29. I think you guys will probably be fine. Oh, that's a good point by Brian, though. F tier, they let Romeo Langford walk. Oh, fuck. I did, but they did get Mamu. Oh, fuck. They did get Mamu. <laughs> God damn. A tier. A -tier. <laughs> um, I, I, I think the Derek White trade no. was the only bad trade that they've made. I think all their other trades have been good. And they yeah, where of, did they draft Vassell? What is it? What's their draft been like? They've... He's drafted. He drafted Vassell. Yeah, who's good? He drafted Jeremy Sohan. Uh, the primo thing. I mean, you can't really blame him. I don't that. know. That's yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Wemby pick. Plus, they got uh, CD Sissoko in this past draft. I don't really know what to make of that. Um, I think they drafted CD Sissoko, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, I know draft Twitter guys really like him. Yeah, they he also drafted Trey Jones in the second round. I like that pick at the time, and it's look looks pretty good. Yeah, He's like a solid backup point guard. He's a good player. Yeah, good second round pick. Um, I, I think they're just like C tier for like a you know they haven't like blown me away. They got like okay value for Pirtle. Um, I thought the Murray trade is amazing, and I think that the Pirtle trade is fine, and I think that the Thad Young trade is great. Do you want to go B tier? I think I'm going to go B tier. I think they've done a good. I think he's done a good job since 2019. Like, I guess that's true. They haven't like a lot of the like shitty picks they've made haven't really been like his yeah. fault. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, also, I, I he drafted Keldon Johnson too. Was a good pick. That was. You know, Where like, did he draft him? 2019, the end of the first. He was like the 12. Oh, yeah. 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 That's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's solid. They're so. a B tier. Yeah, they're yeah. a B tier to me. Along okay. with, if you want a refresher here, the Bucks, the Nets, the Knicks, the Pelicans, we, and the we got to move the Bucks down. I think we got to move the Bucks right, down. Right. If you if you take the bullet from uh, yeah, I'll from... take the bullet from Nihilus. Nihilus, you know where to find me. You know Jesus where. Christ! All right, we got to get moving on these. The Suns. <laughs> Two hours. The Suns. God, another. Really this is a really hard, hard, one. hard one. Yeah. Oh man, dude. Oh. God, like, cause they are, like. So many unforced errors. They're like the definition of like trying to feel the punt at the like two and right. then getting hit and it like it fumbles into the end zone, but then they pick it up and return it to the 40. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I don't know. Like, are they bozos for not caring about the draft? Like they did get 
Kevin Durant, they had to give up a lot. Like they got Bradley Beal for nothing, but is that good? They made like, the finals, but also so like it, Chris Paul wanted to go there and they kind of got did, lucky in that when regard. Did, when did James Jones, James Jones, James Jones wasn't okay. So James Jones did not draft Mikhail Bridges or DeAndre Ayton. He okay. did not draft Devin Booker. <laughs> he was hired in 2019. So he was hired uh, before what, the. So the Booker was, thing is good because that that's been good. I mean, sorry, the the Aiton thing is yes. really like because that's like one be of the worst moves. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the worst moves. So he was 2019. So he was Cam Johnson, which was seen as a reach, but turned out to be a really good pick. Yeah, 2020, the Jalen Smith over Tyrese Halliburton is just yeah, that's tough. And like I, I like Jalen Smith, but just like Tyrese Halliburton was right there. Like, and also like once again, one of the things that drove me insane was when people were like, "Well, James Jones just takes who he wants," and I'm like, "The Raiders did this in football for years too." And I'm like, "It's bad process to take a guy who's supposed to go with the 30th pick with the 10th pick, dude." Yeah. You even if you, you just, just trade, trade back, back and get second round picks, at yeah. least you're getting something. Like, what do you think? You could you're telling me that you couldn't have traded from pick 10 to pick 25 and get Jalen Smith and get an extra first? Yeah. Like that's a, for a team that might have potentially moved up for Tyrese Halliburton, that yeah. is bad at your job. Like that is just not that is stupid. But the we don't care about the draft quote is so is insane. True, is, is very alarming. Yeah. It's very alarming. Um but you at know, the same time, they got Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, and they also turned into a finals team under James Jones, which again, if you're going to credit, yes. I mean, I know everyone says it's Mickey Mouse, but like, well, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying technically, like, they just the only thing that he really did was I guess he drafted Cam Johnson and traded for Chris Paul. But like, yeah. that's yeah. trading for Chris Paul was huge. That's yeah. that's like a franchise saving move. He like, did want to go there though. He picked to go there. It's kind of like the Anthony Davis thing where I'm like, do I give them credit? But like, they didn't have to give up much, but also the Thunder didn't really care. I don't know. It's hard for me to like yeah. be like, oh, wow, amazing. A guy said, trade me to this team and you did it. Well, it's also the other thing that is like what they just did this offseason was so extreme and we have no idea if it's going to work or not. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, it's like it could be really bad. Or it could be really good. Like, yeah, you know, we've, ta- we've talked about that before. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, Look, the Beal, the Beal move, even though they took on Beal's money, like it was either get rid of Chris Paul and get nothing or get Bradley Beal. I think it's fine to get Bradley Beal. Like, yeah, like that's, that, like, that's a fine move. Like, like I, I really can't fault them for that. Uh, let's go C tier? C tier, yeah. C tier. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think C tier is fine. We got to still have to move the Bucks down. We're, I know some Suns, some Suns fans who. I know some Suns fans who have said this before, but there isn't one team. I look at every team that passed on Tyrese Halliburton and that they hurt the most for me. Like Devin Booker and Tyrese Halliburton for a decade. Yeah, that would have been amazing. And you could, you could, you could still trade for Kevin Durant if you wanted to, but you also had the option just to keep like Mikael Bridges and Johnson. Yeah. Oh my God. And and DeAndre, that, that young core is crazy. Like, yeah, I'm like, like, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's just so tough, dude. That's like, that's like potential new warriors type shit. Like, like that is really tough to miss out on that because of you wanted to take Jalen Smith. Like, that that's that's as destructive of a draft pick as we've seen over the last five years. Yeah, that's really yeah, bad. Yeah, that's really really bad. I mean, other than 
Bagley. Oh, that, that's past five years now. Bagley over Luca. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So okay. So uh, the Clippers. So, when did this regime take over? God, I'm sorry. I'm just realizing now. Devin Booker has made up for so many. They passed on Luca and Halliburton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, the Clippers. The Clippers have been there for a while. Lawrence Frank has Lawrence Frank has been the GM since Doc Rivers stepped down. So when was that? 2017, 2016. So that's all the that's the Kawhi Leonard. It's basically everything since the no oh, two years before the Kawhi Leonard thing. Was that trading Blake Griffin? Was that signing? Was that flipping Blake Griffin? Do we go back that far? 2016 off season. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's trading Chris Paul. That's trading Blake Griffin, Tobias Harris. Uh, that's everything fuck. that's They've happened. Been there like eight years, seven years. That's yeah, gotta be one of the longest the tenured front offices yeah. in the league. He's been around for a while. Lawrence Frank wow. has been around for a while. Uh, I'll say this much: the Clippers are probably the worst drafting team of any team that we've ranked here. Can you think of any good Clippers pick? Shake out the dinner. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. You did have Shea. You have yeah. to get credit. Even I mean, you they did pick Shea. Jerome Robinson with the very next pick. Sure. Uh, but, with, but, but no, I'm sorry. Virginia Shea, number. I forgot. Yeah. Shea and Terrence Mann are the two guys that they've drafted over the last, during this tenure that have been good. And they're usually drafting a little bit later. I, I'm just a little bit biased here, I guess, because Rob Flom's away on draft night is like, the Clippers just made the worst pick I've ever seen. Yeah. And there are good guys on the board, but most of those guys don't really move. The, uh, so the 2016, was that the one where they drafted Diamond Stone? I remember. I, seem, I, I seem to remember feel like that. that was 2015, but hold okay, on. Was let that me... the year before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember being like baffled by that. Like, yeah. They, they've had a bunch of like really questionable picks uh, in the. All right, let's see. 2000. So they drafted Bryce Johnson. Bad. That's pick. who was, I. That's yep. who I was thinking of. Actually, yep. it was Bryce Johnson. And then I think yeah, Diamond Stone was the second round pick in the. Uh, I got those guys confused because they were both like big beefy guys. <laughs> yep. Um. But yeah, the Shea pick is, is really f- absolutely fantastic. I can't. I can't yeah. get on. That's. Uh, and, and you know, and that's kind of what makes the you know, and it's so hard to tell because like with the Paul, Ge- how much did you ruin your franchise with the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? Because that's what this comes down to. You know, I'm just gonna simplify this because that's what makes this so hard. You know, like even even so, they made their first conference finals ever. Yeah, and, and it, even if it was a, a little bit of a Mickey year, like we always talk about, they also like, did have the like the highest. They had a crazy payroll allowance you know what i'm yeah. saying like, that makes things a lot easier you know if we want to go by my virtue of like how would other gms have done with their situation yeah um i you know i think certainly there are different ways that this could have gone better i mean look they got off blake griffin at the right time that was a yeah you know they re-signed him um and you know snaked him <laughs> quite yeah. frankly but you know they did get uh off him at the right time um they got a pretty good return for chris ball um, when they the Tobias Harris trade was good value. They just included everything they got in the eventual Paul George trade. Yeah. So, like, you know, the team they built hasn't won anything and probably won't win anything. They built but, a good team, though. But they built a good team, and they had a lot of upside, and I just can't. I think it's C-tier. Yeah, uh, C-tier yeah. feels yeah. fair to me, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say this much about the Clippers. I feel like they they... <laughs> They have a lot of cokehead behavior moves <laughs> where it's just like, wait, yeah. why did you make that? Well, yeah. he was available. 
I'm yeah. not gonna no, like they, they. I have to. I have to say that they. They are probably my favorite. Like they provide a lot of slop for slop season, yeah. but. After the move, I'm like, why did they make that trade? Like, like yeah. they just got the guy because they could. Like, we just traded for Eric Gordon. Like, why? Why did you trade for? I don't know. It was just Eric Gordon was available. Then we let him walk in a few months. Like, it's just very erratic. Yeah. So this next one uh, was actually well, we pretty can't easy. judge the Warriors yeah, at all. Well, I, they drafted Braden Podcast, so I true what I here and Trace Jackson Davis. Yep. and they traded Jordan Paul or Jordan Poole for Chris Paul. That's pretty good. Like straight, I, I probably, I, I mean, honestly, if Chris Ball could be bad, and the fact that he's an expiring contract is good for, you know, like this so. is incomplete. I feel like it's like, uh, yeah, I, I see probably just, so let's just put him in C, C, C for C now. Tier, yeah. But I probably would lean B tier under the new regime. They've actually done an okay job in, sure. in my book, but boy, I wish Bob Myers had stuck it out for one more year because I would have loved to have gone to town on what that fucking bozo did his last three years. <laughs> He, speak, speaking of guys who had a Maasai, like, uh, yeah, he, he was like another guy who, like, you know, was the gold standard, you know, during his heyday and then was just on absolute fucking bozo mode for years and years. I still think he's realizing it. And, and, and I still think he's overrated. At least Maasai drafted and acquired the players that won the championship. I was going to say, like, they won the title in spite of him that last <laughs> yeah. like, like He like, didn't draft Clay or Steph. I don't care. I think yeah. that he's one of the most overrated GMs of all time. He's a bozo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, at least now he can do his uh, podcast with J. Cole where he talks about <laughs> uh, education reform. <laughs> Yeah, God, God. he could run for governor of California. Cool, awesome, awesome. Yeah, good. Good luck against Newsom Gavin. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I support the good the Newsom Imperium. Let's go, yeah, Newsom Gavin. I like how you said it. No, gruesome Gavin. Gruesome Gavin. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say, but uh, yeah, and Bob Myers doesn't have the stones to go to French Laundry uh, when there's uh, in the middle of COVID. He doesn't have. He's not. He's not. He's not a baller like my boy, uh, Gruesome Gavin. Gruesome Gavin. Uh, All right. So Pistons. F. Sorry, I I I know I feel bad for Tom and our Pistons fans, but this is tremendous content. Um, Is it F? It's F. It's F. It's been so bad, man. It's It's been been so bad. bad. And look, I've said it ad nauseum here. I. I just want to say I like the Jalen Duren pick a lot. Yeah. And I and, and like good process to get that pick trading with yeah. the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. I like that move a lot. And there aren't a ton of other moves that I like that they've done. I'm not even a big Sadiq Bay guy, but how 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 is that your return for Sadiq Bay? Like you the Isaiah Stewart all, contract all is the bad. Big, all the all the bigs. You yeah. have like you're you're ruining Jalen Duren as like one of your only good players and you're bringing yeah. him in. Like, um, Weaver didn't draft Cade, right? No, he did, but also he was oh, the no. number one pick. Yeah, and it's looks not. It's we'll see. Dicey. Yeah, it's dicey right now. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, like so. I I think you've got to go F tier. There's really not a lot of good things to say. Like it's yeah. pretty much Jalen Duran and I mean, Jeremy Grant. That's awful return. Um, I don't know. What Although they no, what... apparently they did. If I remember correctly, they spin the pick they got for Jeremy Grant for Jalen Duran. It was it was a Bucks future Bucks pick. Yeah. Oh, but boy, but like, it, that means you had to like add. It still means you're drafting Jeremy Grant with the thirtieth pick. You turn Jeremy Grant into the thirtieth pick. That's a fucking 
that's abysmal. Well, yeah, that means you had to add more stuff to get up to 17 or wherever Jalen Duran was picked. I don't even remember. It was like 13 or 12 13 or, or something. something. Yeah. That's yeah. no. no, bad. But, it's bad. He's there. Yeah. I think he's going to be out of a job in six months, to be yeah. completely clear. They've, I think the Pistons are going to stink again, and I think that he's going to be gone. It's so hard to be that bad when you inherit a bad team, and he somehow made it worse. I yeah. guess. Like, it, 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 you had the number one pick, and you're still worse. Did yeah. you draft Killian Hayes? Yeah. I mean, I like the Killian Hayes pick. It was a <laughs> bad pick, though. Like, you know, like... Uh, the yeah. only guy... He had three first-round picks in that draft. So they had three top 20 picks in that draft. And they came away with Sadiq Bey, Killian Hayes, and Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart was the best of the three, I guess. And then he overpaid the shit out of him, got no value back for Sadiq Bay, And then Killian Hayes has turned out to be a total bust. And uh, by the way, the other guys that went in, in that draft, even if you just did like up to 21 where Tyrese Maxey went, there were so many other good picks you could have made. Yeah. And like, even, even the picks that I've liked, like, um, um, why, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Asar? The Purdue, Purdue guy. Um, uh, uh, the the guard they drafted fifth. Um, oh, Jade Nivey. Jade Nivey. Like even if fell you, into his lap. Yeah, I was gonna say fell into his lap, and also like just I love that pick. The the picks that I've liked haven't really been good, and <laughs> yeah, and, and sure. the picks that I've hated have been exactly as bad as I thought they were going to be. Yeah. So like I, I I'm still know. holding on to my Jade Nivey stock, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't quit on him, but I'm just saying he's not putting these guys in a in a situation to succeed though either he's like, destroying the spacing things? yes he's just like, like like bojan and burks are the only guys that he's acquired who are like spot-up shooters like and bojan's a billion years old yeah i know you should have flipped him for draft picks like, what exactly the fuck are you? Uh, anyway exactly yeah whatever so, Bad. okay all right so speaking of uh uh false ro- talking about moving your needle by the way our yeah. sacramento kings i uh, would have been a D tier, uh, F tier, D tier, D or F tier. After the fucking Halliburton trade, I probably would have put them F. Yeah, but with the way that they bounce back, they've made a lot of nice moves. Like, yeah, they didn't have they a great off season, but like they, yeah. yeah, they made good moves la- a year ago. And in their small sample, they've made some good moves. Like they've they've but done they themselves a, a lot of 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 positive things. They won a lot of games last year. They yeah. were the third seed, and like you know, like credit to them they stuck with fox and like mm-hmm. he was amazing last year like sabonis you know whatever you think about sabonis like malik the Monk, Davey, I'm, I'm sorry the davion mitchell pitch stinks and it stunk at the time too but um that was 2021 20, uh, star in plain sight davion mitchell how dare you i started who star. did they take <laughs> who did oh they took keegan murray who at the time i was clown yeah. for, and he turned out to be a good pick yeah he's yeah. been a great pick he's probably the third best player in that draft right now Third or fourth, yeah. And they picked him with the fourth pick. So, um, yeah. so all right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so C tier, B tier, what are we thinking? Yeah. Let's give him C tier because I mean, the Sabonis, like. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I will just never get over that people are like. The, my thing with the Tyrese Halliburton thing is like, I keep hearing people say, and the way that people cope with it is, well, that would have never worked with Fox and Halliburton. And I'm like, why? You're telling me that Halliburton wouldn't thrive in this read and react, set a hundred screens, run around, get up and down the court. That's how yeah. he plays in Indiana too. Now, would would Fox and Halliburton maximize each other? No, maybe not. But also, like, I don't know, just 
Hal- I'd rather have Halliburton for the next 10 years than fucking Sabonis. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. We've got to move the books. The bucks. The bucks have to be moved down to C tier, though. Okay, we're good. We're C-tier. all right. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna get there. We're, we'll. Read, you're read trying to get me to forget, and I. I won't. I won't. <laughs> I, I will not forget. We're two off. hours and twenty minutes into this. We're not going to get to okay. anything else. All right. Okay. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know. They've done like pretty good. I mean, they've made like a young team. They're like, they're like B tier, probably, right? I mean, I don't because because what, the Mitchell their best thing move? hasn't collapsed Dar- yet. Darius Garland's pick was their best move with the four. No, Jer- getting Jared Allen. Oh, that was a good move too. Yeah, I like getting that. Getting Jared Allen the turned out to be really good. Yeah. yeah, end of the first round, end of a first that's, round pick. That's one a really pick. good move. Though. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And look, really, I still like really the Donovan Mitchell trade despite giving up a lot of value. Like, I still think it was a win-win trade. Uh, Lori Markkinen wasn't good. Like, yeah, yeah, getting, yeah, getting, trading that those picks. I, I don't know. I think, it, yeah, B or C tier. I don't care really which right. way you want to go with that. We'll go B, um, but I could say I still don't fully trust this front office. Like, because I was so skeptical because yeah, they made either. so many bad moves, but then they kind of rebounded. I could see them bouncing back down again. I'm not giving you credit for taking Evan Mobley, who was the no-brainer pick. Yeah, that, that was, it was a freebie. Um, I, they, I did like their offseason, though. I thought they did a Yeah, I thought offseason. they had a really good offseason, yeah. yeah. They, they addressed so, a lot so, of needs. So I'll bump them up to be here just based on that. I mean, maybe it could yeah. still fall apart, but yeah, whatever. Celtics. Oh, boy. Hmm. So Brad Stevens took over in when um, our cheap ownership uh, had to pay out the rest of his contract, and they were going to move him around. So he took that was twenty twenty one two years ago. Yep, two years ago. Yep. So uh, the year after they got their teeth kicked in by the um, things, hired Ime Udoka, um, great hire at the time. Um, I don't know how much you want to credit Brad for what happened there, but I, I thought I think you got to give him credit for hiring a good coach, regardless of what happened. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So that that was a good move. Um, kept and empowered. Uh, made the Derek White trade, which I think now is awesome. Probably trade. A, pretty much a home run. Yeah. Pr- pretty much a home run. Um, Al Horford trade uh, is made, very good. Yeah. Al Horford trade was amazing. Um, really amazing. That was a that was yeah. a that was the Kemper Walker was a fucking albatross yeah. contract like. And you only gave up like one first got, round pick. So got that, waived that, twice after that. Yeah. So, um, and he still had like three years left on his deal, I, I think, at that point. Like that was really that was amazing. Um, two years, yeah. Like, yeah. Two was it two years? I thought it was three. I think it was two. It was okay, two. You played for the Celtics real. for two years. He signed a four year deal. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know the Malcolm Brogdon trade. That's a. I, I hate Brogdon. Good I hate value. Him play basketball. But it's good value for Daniel Tice yeah. and Aaron Smith, who's like not, not a good player. Um, so, uh, and then that, and leads then us you have to, the Porzingis you know, trade. This off- I don't, I don't know. Fans of the show will know my thoughts on that trade. I really, I think you kind of have to give him an A, a, dude. No, I don't know. Yes, I think. They've been, they've won basically every trade they've been in, and the only trade that you're you you hate is the one okay. that we in theory the other could thing, still be you, a win. You, you're also empowering. You made Joe Missoula the guy, which is like it's a tough situation. That's bad. I'm not gonna credit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold the one year where Joe Missoula like had to be your coach against you, but then you bring him back, and I get that. Like you, 
like, look, I, we, we said this like during the off season, it's not, he's not a bad guy. And I understand wanting to give him a chance. The thing is, you're not the Utah jazz. You're not. Some I do want to make it clear. I don't know that if he's a good guy or not. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess I said, like, if you feel bad for Joe Missoula, you're, you're coming at it from the perspective of this front office who believes in Joe Missoula. You, it's a, it's a nasty thing to do to a guy who stepped into a bad situation to immediately fire him. Right. Right. Like, with no coaching staff, his coaching staff was basically the second Ime Udoka was hired, like had their bags packed at home, like ready to go right. to Houston. Like, you know, they, there was no infrastructure. They had no coaching. Um, it was a very hard situation. He did a bad job. It, it was a hard situation. He also did a bad job. These are two facts. Um, I think I, I don't think it was a good bet when you have a title chances here to bring him back. Um, it's also the Jalen Brown Supermax. Um, I think that's probably neutral um, myself, but you could probably make an argument if you wanted to, that maybe they should have looked for something yeah. between the maximum and the Supermax. I, I don't think that's really in the cards. I think that's like fine. Um, making the Eastern conference finals is a bad job, Brian, when you've made the Eastern conference finals the year before seven years. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a, it's a bad job. It's a bad job when you've been four out of five. All right, so where do you want me to put him? I was thinking B tier, but if you, you want to fight just, him, I think your bias. I think your biases are are strong with the market smart thing here. I didn't love their offseason. I th- I thought that it was kind of questionable, but also every move he's made so far has basically been almost perfect. <laughs> the Derek like, White trade was really good. Um, and the, the Derek Mal- White trade was really good. The Al, Al Horford trade was really good. Malcolm yeah, Brogdon Al was good value. Like, even if you hate their trades, the value are good. Like, the value that you are getting out of these trades, the Porzingis and two first for Market Smart, on its face is good value. But that's uh, the injury thing and I, everything else that comes yeah. with Porzingis that is. The I, I won't argue. I really, I really am. Um, I really think we lost something that is not going to show up until next. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I, I can right. see someone in exchange for putting the Celtics a tier. I'm going to move the bucks down to C tier for you. Thank here. you. Thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> uh, I really Let's thought they were here. No, no, okay. We're two and a half hours in and I need to, uh, yeah, kind of get, get yeah, here. Sixers. Go. I think they're a B tier. Yeah. I say B tier. Yeah. I mean, God, look, this is his podcast. He inherited the ben, yeah, inherited the Ben Simmons contract, and even just wiggling out of that, even with no matter what happens with Harden, that's great, and they've done good margin moves. Maxi was Not a great pick. Paul Reed was a great pick. Yeah, some bad margin moves with like letting Isaiah Joe go and stuff, but a big picture, they've done fine. Yeah, they don't. Um, good. All right, so we'll give him a B uh, for Maury's tenure with the Sixers. Um, the Hornets kind of hard, actually. That's actually kind of hard, um, because old yeah. regimes definitely would have been an F. But Cupcheck has done a pretty good, like. Do it's I give him credit for job. Lamelo Ball? Do I give him credit for some of these picks? He did make the pick. I mean, mm, I mean, it's like, did I? I didn't Warriors give, didn't make the pick. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't give. Yeah, true. I didn't give the, the Cavs credit for the Evan Mobley pick, but but yeah, yeah. yeah. We did put the Cavs in the end of in B tier. It's probably they're probably C tier. I would. Think. I'll say they're C not, tier. They're not yeah, bad. They're, they're, not yeah, bad, they're not bad, but also like they're not great either. Like 
I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I can't, I don't really have strong opinions on the Hornets. They just brought back PJ yeah. Washington on a reasonable deal. They've made some nice picks recently. I didn't like the Brandon Miller pick, but I also, I don't know. Maybe that will be fine. Uh, the Washington Wizards, we can't really judge them except for this offseason, right? Like, that's. Yeah. I liked their moves, but they, it could also be bad. So, you know, the Porzingis, how do how you feel about the Porzingis deal? And like, they for were going to anyway. And Jordan yeah. Poole and yeah, Bradley Beal, they were kind of hamstrung. I think this is just C tier until we have more information, to be honest. Like, I think that's pretty yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, so. yeah. See, so we should change that to C or incomplete. Yeah. Um, the Magic, by the way, hired a new new general manager, but it was after they made their moves this offseason. So I kind of think that you just have to judge their last front office, yeah. which was John Hammond. Uh, so 2017 to present, uh, which... Franz move was great. Uh, the the Vucevic trade was a fucking grand slam. Mm-hmm. I didn't. The Aaron Gordon trade wasn't great for them, to be honest. I actually think that's probably the worst move that he made recently. Yeah. Um, whiffed on a couple picks like Chuma Kiki and sure. uh, some of these other like. Uh, you, you took know. Paulo, but the number one pick is like the number one pick. Like I, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what do you do with the John Isaac extension thing? Because like you probably had a gun put to your head and we're like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, by the owners. Yeah, by the owners. Yeah, you're probably like uh, we love him like a son. We need a young Republican in this, uh, you know, front office. So I don't know that they're probably. I would go. My instinct with the magic is B tier. Yeah, yeah, let's go B tier. Yeah, let's go B tier. Yeah, I, I, like, I like a lot of their roster. I like some moves they've made, but they've also had some eh moves as well. Uh, okay. so okay, the Miami Heat, the, the longest tenured front office in the NBA. Yeah, Pat Riley. Yeah, it's been there for 20 years. years. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say this goes all the way back to the Dwayne Wade Heat. Um, they're probably a tier even with their bad fucking stretch there in the I 2014s. Know. I know. Yeah, it's a bummer, but like they, they probably are like really good margin moves. Give me getting Jimmy Butler for fucking Josh Richardson and whatever else, you oh. know, the BAM pick, outstanding. Um, yeah. Tyler Hero, technically a good pick, even if he's not my cup of tea. Like, um, yeah. you know, there's just a lot of, you know, they've done a lot of Duncan Robinson contract was bad. And like, you know, there's some stuff that's like not good there. But given their longevity um, that they've won, what, three titles while Pat Riley's been there. Um, yeah, they've been in the finals two more times. I just don't want to give them credit for anything, but yes, this yeah. is true. They also undrafted. I mean, they always get everyone too. Yeah. I mean, and you know, you could also make the argument I made for like the Lakers and the, all the other teams. They're one of the other only markets where the, they actually matter. Um, yeah. But you know, sure. that's what it is. Okay. So yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll put them a tier. I mean, look, Brian, if you want to argue that someone else should be in the S tier, I'm all ears here. Cause yeah, he's saying yeah. that OKC is the only team in the S tier that, uh, they will be the only team in the S tier. Yeah, and there will be the only team in the S tier, but like I don't know. I mean, I think they've done you can, I'm open to arguments. I just don't know if any of these other teams should be in the S tier. But but because here's the other thing, Brian, because yeah, yes, we're going on recent history, but like they also were like in the finals and drafted three MVPs. <laughs> like this Yeah, like pr- this isn't yeah, just yeah. their recent stuff. Yeah. Like Pres- Presti has had a long run of being one of the best GMs in the NBA for 15 he's, years. He's the, the second longest tenured front office and like yeah. For a small market team, they've had incredible success. Like, yeah, even yeah. even without winning the finals, you know, like, and they're set up for years and years to come. So yeah. I, I just I don't think it's arguable. I don't I don't even know what the other 
Because the other thing you got to remember, Brian, is even teams like the Nuggets that did a really good job, it's a totally different regime. And we're just yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, right. Most of the most of these teams yeah, have yeah, not it, been longer than four years. Like it's I guess the I guess the only other one you could make, the only other argument you could make is the Heat. I guess you probably could make an argument the heat, for yeah. the Heat based on their length and they won three titles, but like they were really fucking bad for like five years. <laughs> like and and also like I'm sorry. I guess they were good recently though, but God, now do we have to think about the heat and ass tear? I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. <laughs> I I hate it. Um, because Fuck you, it's Ryan. like, why should you make me think about this? Yeah, it's like the Lakers. The Lakers yeah. are the team that we said we can't just give them credit for LeBron James and Anthony Davis wanting to live in LA and picking them. But if that's the case, then can we mm-hmm. also give Miami credit for Chris Bosh and LeBron James just being like, I want to go there. But then again, like everyone, everyone says that the heat culture thing is real, even though it makes me want to die. Yeah. Well, it's like, well, and then it's like, also like the other thing is they have the best coach in the NBA, but then again, yeah, they hired, Riley him. hired him. Yeah. And he came up with the film. God, we have to, don't we? Fuck. We have to, Fuck! we have to do it. Fuck. We have oh, to do it. God. Oh, God. The rest here. Yeah, I really hate that. God yeah. damn, dude. All right, the heat, the heater rest here. Um. Okay. So, last two, the Hawks, which is really just the last year since the Dejounte trade, essentially. Yeah, and that's really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. I would go deep here. I would. I'm. Th- I, I'm think they, honestly, I, I think the Hawks have made here. a lot of. Yeah, the Hawks. And I'm thinking, thinking about F tier, but I think it's D. So the Hawks' new front office has done bad things. Like, like, like what Travis, have they done that is Travis good? had his sins. Yeah, Travis has had his sins, but like our boy Travis also like, you know, the, the Trey Young Luca thing, like that's tough. But he did a lot of good things. He drafted Kevin Herter, you know, like yeah. Did some interesting God. things. I mean, they gave away John Collins for nothing. I mean, they inherited that problem, but they still gave him away for sure. nothing. I think they're D tier. So like, yeah, they're D tier. Yeah, they're B tier. Yeah, yeah, very, very much D tier. That that I kind of think they 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 just like I I could see them being F tier soon. Like, yeah, I just don't think yeah. they make good moves. I think they make yeah. bad moves every time they make a move. I'm like, that's that move sucked. Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. I like Jalen so, Johnson. Oh, AJ, AJ Griffin was a good pick. Though. Oh yeah, doesn't get him out of detail. Schlank right? was still technically there, but I think that he wasn't. He didn't really have any power left. And yeah. they did sign the DeAndre Hunter extension. They're D tier. All yeah. right, Pacers last move. This is Kevin Pritchard's front office. This is Kevin Pritchard's front office. When did he take over? Was he there? He's been there a fucking while, hasn't he? Let me see when Kevin Pritchard was hired. Because if this goes back to the, when yeah, the, this was the, like okay. 10 years, 12 years. How long has he been there? Yeah, he took over. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking it up here. He's I forgot he was a player. Why do they July 2011? Oh, no, no, no. Wow. He was promoted been... general manager in June 2012. So, oh, no. Okay. He was promoted. This is weird because he was general manager in 2012, but then president of basketball ops in 2017. So, so he's really been the main guy for six years, seven years. Yeah. But he was also so, part of the front office from before that too. Yeah. Um, 
But also that front office was after the Pacers like were good. So he made the Paul George trade in 2017? Yes. Wasn't that 2017? Yes, he made the Paul George trade. That was like his first move, I think. And he, Victor Oladipo and Sabonis, yeah, that's good value. Yeah, and we, we, um, we thought we thought I thought that was one of the worst trades I've ever seen, and it was a perfectly fine trade for both sides. So, yeah, win. and I've I I love the Sabonis for Halliburton trade. I think they've done well drafting recently. I think that they're yeah. going to make a big leap this year. Um, and they've done a nice job rebuilding the team. Yeah. They were also kind of mid for most of his tenure. Yeah. Like they weren't like they never won a playoff series, right? Yeah, now, I don't think they've won a playoff series yeah. since he took over. So I don't yeah. think you could put them in A tier because they haven't won a playoff series. But we did I put don't... the Jazz, but they're shorter term. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say they're they're shorter term for sure. And yeah, I it, yeah, I mean they've done they've done a pretty good job. Halliburton trade was great. Yeah, like we said, um, you know they've had they've had some whiffs. I think he drafted TJ Leaf, for example, and some yeah. Like 2017 yeah yeah it was that was that's a bad pick um but you know i think was miles turner on his was no that was 2015 that was 2015 well if he was the general manager then yes he was involved in that but he was involved in that and that was a mm-hmm. great pick yeah like, bad so. draft and they get a good player yeah so and his extension was pretty good both of his extensions were pretty good miles turner yeah he's he's always been on a good value contract Rick Carlisle's like a fine coach. Like they've been kind of putzing around. Like it did take them a while, but like I don't know. B tier? Yeah. Do you want to go B tier? Yeah. B or C tier? I don't know which which. Most teams are in the B or C tier. To be fair, yeah. so, so I think yeah. B B B's fine. The, I'll give yeah. them the bump for the Halley trade, and I like the Jairus Walker. Benedict Matherin was good as a rookie. Nemhard was a good pick last year. I think they've done better recently. Yeah. So, all right, we're 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 reading off our final list here, and we'll see if we have any tr- changes. The Thunder and the Heat are the S tier. The mm. Jazz, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Celtics are the A tier. The Nets, the Knicks, the the Pelicans, the Spurs, the Cavs, the Sixers, the Magic, and the Pacers are the B tier. The C tier is the Raptors, Lakers, Suns, Blazers, Clippers, Warriors, Kings, Bucks, Wizards, Hornets. The D tier is the Rockets, Bulls, Mavericks, Hawks, and then the F tier is the Timberwolves and the Pistons. That just part that it, it's so terrible because I think that some of these front offices have a chance to rebound, but the Pistons yeah. and the Wolves just being in the F tier feels right to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I say that feels right like to me. Everything yeah. on, on, when you consider history, it just feels right. Um, but yeah. yeah. I hate that we ended up with Miami in the S tier. That's sad. that's what that's evil things happen when we have a two and a half hour long podcast. It's, it's almost two hours, and this is going to be our longest podcast ever, by the way. Uh, that wasn't a stream. Um, we're, so ch- we'll uh, we're, we're bumping Ben Simmons. <laughs> sorry, Ben. Sorry, ben. sorry, Ben. We were going to talk about Ben uh, and his return to the Sixers. Uh, that is coming, obviously, based on his recent comments. But this yeah. is it. Uh, any any last changes you want to make here? Brian is advocating for Celtics S tier, but I mean, I, just the Brad Stevens regime is not. If it was Danny Ainge's regime, I think you could talk me into it. But this is the Brad Stevens regime, and I just don't think they haven't okay, made a lot only, of. The only yeah. argument you can make for them being S tier is look at the roster when he inherited it, and look at the roster now. 
I mean, that's fair. I don't, I think a lot of the mistakes were this last off season, which like, I guess you can't really judge yet. You know, like I think he did a really good job the two years that we know about. Um, but we'll see. We'll say, yeah. I Mike mean, Zarin machine is what Brian. Yeah, says. I was gonna say. I I have argued that Mike Mike Zarin is the shadow master, mm-hmm. um, and I think he is. I would be very sad if we ever lost Mike Zarin. But um, and Elton Brand has been Loki running the Sixers for the past. <laughs> <year>. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Bye, everyone. Take care. It's been two hours and forty minutes. We should probably go. Yeah. It's Friday <laughs> night, man. Let's go. Let's go. Shh. <laughs>